invitation to do whatever you want. A butterfly lives a full life before it dies. And a caterpillar emerges from the same cells, yet different. Magic exists. Does that scare you? What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Lovecraft After Math. This is the Carefree Black Nerd Review over the melanated horror-ass show entitled Lovecraft Country. I am your host, Rain Coleman, and I have with me a very familiar voice. If you don't know, now you know, nigga. What's up, man? It's good to be back. It's good oh. to be back with my superhero friend yet again. Hey. <laughs> my Black Lightning partner. <laughs> my name is Cole Jackson. I am one half of the Black Live. Black Lives Matter, Black, Black Lightning, Lives. same thing. Black Lightning Matters podcast, where Rain and I and myself give you some really <laughs> hot takes on uh, on uh, Black Lightning. But this this time around, it looks like he asked me to do the Lovecraft aftermath, which I'm down to do. Um, mm-hmm. I miss you, Rain. Man, same. It's always fucking well. I can't say that because we did after Black Lightning, we did uh, Boy Bye, mm-hmm. we did House Party. Wasn't another one? That was it. Those are the only two. Oh, shit. That was it. God damn. Unless that was a, before uh, uh, COVID. Unless, so, yeah. it, unless it's another light-skinned magical Negro that you know of. Yeah. Uh, Real Shogun Beats. No, that's what <laughs> <laughs> You know light-skinned magical oh, shit, Negro. Man. It's been a minute. It's oh, been a minute. Oh, my gosh. So, wow. Uh, yeah. So those of you who've been listening, you know, from, from day one. At least it's season one, y'all know what's up. Uh, so you know what to expect. There's gonna be some, some, some shit, some shit for show. Mm. Um, so before getting started, use the hashtag 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 Lovecraft Aftermath when you're listening to this episode of Lovecraft Country uh, review. When you're watching Lovecraft Country live, when you're rewatching, when you got questions, answers, hot takes, predictions, all that good shit, use that hashtag. As well as LCC Pod, if you want to make a shorter uh, hashtag for a longer tweet. Hmm. Um, so the show you're watching the show. Have you read the book? I have not. And and after listening to the very first episode of Lovecraft Aftermath, when you talked about the book, um, and listening to this podcast during watching this, I think I need to go get the book. Mm, mm, yeah. I, okay. I think yes. I need to go get the book. Because apparently there's some changes in this stuff that they've made. Let me ask you a question. To you, mm-hmm. is the book so far better than what they've put on screen? I'm not even going to say better. Um, only because, well, I'll say better, yes, because it's the source material. Mm-hmm. But that aside, I would say, in you know, for my nerds out there, the book is the main universe, and the TV show is like an alternate timeline. They mm. they follow the source material really well, and they deviate on, on some shit, but are still able to bring it back. So it's not to say the shit that they change don't matter, because it does matter. I'll say this, and this ain't no spoiler. 
Uncle George didn't die in the first part of the book. He didn't die in the book at all. Wow. So they're doing yeah. things that are completely different, but they're still staying true to the source material in a way that I don't even know how this season is going to end. Like, I read the book. I know what the end of the book is. Mm -hmm. But because they've changed so much shit, I don't know what the end of season one is going to be. And some of the shit they added in, in new stuff, like the Asian lover, she was not in the book. Hmm. Um, you know, we get some stuff with Emmett Till, which is not in the book. Right. So, you know, again, not to spoil anything that's in the book, but I think you could easily watch this and then read the book. You can read the book, then watch this, or you can watch a couple episodes and then decide to read the book right along with it. And you'll see the changes. Some shit you can probably um, foresee, but they do what the fuck they want on this show. So, hell, I don't know, man. Right, I don't know. Right. It seems to be mm -hmm. good. I, I haven't really seen anybody on the internet complaining about some of the changes or anything like that. So, I think people yeah. are okay I, with it. Nigga, they ain't, this show ain't perfect. They, they got some, they, they do some shit. But, that being said, it's still a good show. The shit that they do... I ain't saying it's excusable, but I am saying that they get a lot of shit right. So for the shit that they get wrong, I'm I'm a wait and see. Okay. I'm a wait and see. But yeah, they they do that. Um, okay, so y'all, this is episode five. After making a devil's bargain with William, mm. Ruby steps the into the charm shoes of a white woman. Mm. But her transformation only fortifies her resentment of the racial divide. Mm. Also, a betrayal by Montrose unleashes Atticus's pent-up rage, leaving Letty deeply disturbed and sending Montrose to the comforting arms of his secret lover. Hey! That's, that's what, what we are. Trying hard to speed and then do it. <laughs> we both better... <laughs> ah, all right. Oh, Lord. Damn. Okay, so... You watched last episode. I did. We saw him murder a motherfucker. We opened. <sighs> Not fucking fucking. Can I okay. say this real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. Letty was so right. And she said, you just going to let him chase his tail. Why is Montrose doing this? Fuck him. Why? Why does he hate fuck his son so much? <laughs> he, fuck him. This nigga. This nigga is annoying. Like, I don't know. Um, maybe he resented his son as the man that he can't be. Maybe he resented that's George's baby. Maybe it's not George's baby, and he's just mad that I didn't gave birth to this. Well, I didn't help create this nigga who is everything I wish I could be or everything my dad wished that I could be because, you know, his daddy used to beat his ass. Yeah. Maybe it's just generational. It's time to whoop ass. You have a son and you beat his ass. I don't know. But... I'm willing to go with the show and what they give me, but as it stands now, fuck Montrose. Um, fuck him. I feel the same way, even though I, he knows more than what he's letting on. He knows a whole lot more. There ain't no way you could be captured that long and not know more than what you know. And he and, does. And, be, and, and not be beheaded or hexed or nothing. Right. You got this motherfucker okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good God. I don't believe mm -hmm. it. I um, uh... <sighs> when she woke up white, let me just say this. I said, yeah. "Good Lord, she can't dance oh. no more." <laughs> <The> dance oh. is... <laughs> yeah, 
I said she ain't got no rhythm, soul, nothing. She is she is completely she can't season nothing anymore. I was like, she done lost it all. Jesus, help her. Guilty feet ain't got no rhythm. Oh Lord have mercy. I was like, that was um didn't expect that. Okay. Let's talk about that because didn't expect that. Um when they had I felt like so we so we know from what from what I, from what I know from the show, there's something in that house. The the uh, the what's the name? The uh, the it's got the planets and all this. It's the this universe. Yeah, the, the Ori. Yeah, the Ori. We know that they want that. They can't get mm-hmm. in the house to get it. And I was like, well, I of course I looked at it as a I looked at William getting with with uh, Ruby to to get it, mm-hmm. get the Ori. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, he gonna sleep with her. To get what he wants, mm-hmm. not knowing he's gonna—it's a bigger, bigger manipulation there. Oh my God! When she woke up white, I was like, Jesus! <laughs> how how does she? How is she going to live? Um, that was shocking to me because I, I all I thought really was it was just I thought they were just gonna put a spell on her. She would get through the the through into the house, get the Ori, and yeah. that was gonna be the episode. Boy, was I wrong. Yes. Yes, you were. Oh, my Um, God. Yeah. So, I saw this coming. I knew this was coming. I was waiting for this fucking episode. In the book, this series of events happens much later, chronologically, I guess, than what it is appearing in the show. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the book is kind of... They say it's like an anthology where you can read it in any order, but to be honest, you 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 can't because all the storylines converge like at the eighty five percent mark, and then you get the climax of the story. Right. So, in that sense, you can kind of bounce around, but there's a point where you have to read from left to right. Mm-hmm. This having this happen now is not going to interrupt anything else. Like clearly, they've shown that they know what the fuck they're doing. Yes. But watching this as somebody who has not read the book and seeing her as a white woman, do you recognize that white woman? Uh-uh, I don't. Do you remember the white woman groundskeeper in episode two? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's her. Oh, my God. Now I got to go back yeah. and watch and, and catch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. So, you know, we get plain Jane insane in the membrane. <laughs> we get this motherfucker. Now, I don't know about you, but if I have sex with a white woman or a white man, equal opportunity over here, and I wake up the next day as a white man, I'm being somebody ass. <laughs> it's not even the oh, I don't like white people. Fuck that. I'm a whole nother person than who I was when I laid down. I don't know what type of STD that is, but nigga, you can keep it. I would have been boxing every fucking body in my way from the front door back to the south side of Chicago. Wasn't nobody there. Huh? Wasn't nobody there for the box. I don't give a fuck. I'm (laughs) trashing shit. I'm jumping out a window. Somebody gonna get this work. Somebody. Like, I feel like I, I, I feel like she had an adequate reaction, but it was not to the scale in which it should have been. Because, baby, I'm a, let's say she's, I don't know her measurements for sure, but I'm a 
five seven thick dark robust robust black woman and i've transforming to this five two three pound white woman with raggedy hair and a nappy face bitch i'm finna cut everybody um she ends up on side in robe which is like okay i get it but you know put on some clothes lady and so she bumps into these black people and they're looking at her like this motherfucker crazy well she goes to the barbershop which was crazy too she was like it's me is i'm ruby everybody <laughs> like it's yeah it's ruby baptiste and she's like ma'am you in you the wrong okay neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> you, you was way too white to be over here um that fam mm, and then for the police the police to pull up and throw the first of all that boy that little that boy is a kid and this police officer like he said ma'am is he molesting you that's the i maybe i don't understand how molestation works but i thought the older person (laughs) molests the younger person um like how do you i i okay I understand. I'm not going to say I get it. I understand what we're looking at because it's the 50s in America. But, nigga, this was triggering as fuck to me. Mm. This little black boy eating his popcorn. I immediately went to Trayvon Martin, then Tamir Rice. Mm -hmm. uh, Them hollering, hovered over him. Yeah, he's taller than her, but, like, what kid ain't? She's a short one. Most grown women are not taller than uh, post-puberty teenage boys. Right. I, that was so intense to be within the first like five minutes of the episode. Yeah, that was a lot for me. Like I'm watching it, especially going back and forth between the verses with Gladys and Patty, and then coming to this. I'm oh. like, oh, hold up, nigga. Sensory overload. I was just in my auntie house. Now I'm at Fruitville Station. What the fuck is going on? So, <laughs> I, nigga, that was something else. Um, yeah. no, I. I mean, it's funny how things haven't changed since those times, huh? <laughs> that white woman is in a black neighborhood, to be exact. Yes. She's on the south side of Chicago. And you know what I thought was was really cool, though? When when the police mm-hmm. pulled up, they both did the same thing, putting their hands up at the same time. And, yeah. and Ruby not understanding, like, you a white woman? She still don't get it. She's a white woman. She's still mm-hmm. doing the same black folk stuff and everything. And it's mm-hmm. she's she's like, <laughs> what's going on? Um, yeah, very powerful scene. Um, and very fucked up. Just very yeah. fucked up. Just very fucked up. And even and even her being, what's her name again? Hillary. 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 <laughs> even though we know that she's Ruby and we know she's disoriented and stuff like that, it really still came off as like this crazy white woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she couldn't even be black. Even though we know she's black, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like she's doing the black stuff. Like, yo, well, let me put my hands up. They're gonna get me too. But it being in that neighborhood, she's like, "What are y'all look?" You know, she's like, "Why are y'all looking at me?" Like, yeah. it even comes off as a white woman just being, yeah, privileged. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And even though she's not yeah. trying to be that way, but it's yeah. the, the skin that she's in. Yeah. God, man, that was. So let me ask you this. The actress playing Hillary, who's playing Ruby, do you think that she did a good job, like the actress, not the character, the actress did a good job portraying Ruby and her mannerisms and stuff 
in the casing of this white woman. Um, I have notes about that for later on, actually. Okay, okay, um, cool. I'm gonna tell you my answer is no, but I'll wait to get to your notes because I ain't, I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Uh, so she they usher her into the back of the police car, like, hey, ma'am, you know your husband's. He said you'd be going crazy. You know he um must be with those fits you were talking about. That. So my thing is the show for me is not firmly establishing where we are. Because if we, the night before, fucked William in this big-ass house, mm-hmm. some people who I recorded with before and talked to said that they thought this was Letty's house. I'm like, okay, I think that's on the show. Like, after discussing it, we see it's not Letty's house, but it's just a big-ass house. We mm-hmm. don't know where it is. So then we wake up this episode as a white woman, run out, and then you on the south side. They didn't make it to me clear enough that we're on the north side right now. Because mm-hmm. my thing is, how did you get to the south side and pass by nobody until you popped up at this barbershop? Then for the police officers to come right where you are, which I'm fine with that, whatever, disbelief, I'm, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But then to bring you all the way to the south side, because in a car, they were traveling for a while. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, the show didn't do a good enough job at firmly planting her in the north side. It, it, like, it would have been better if she had to fuck this nigga, went back home to the south side, woke up in her own bed as a white woman. Like, it I, it just didn't... It, it made sense I, to me. Huh? It made sense to me. Because of the simple okay. fact that her running away, she ran home. Like, she ran back to what she knew. And it ain't mm-hmm. what she know anymore. You get what I'm saying? Like... I knew that William was not going to to Letty's house to have sex with Ruby. I knew that. Yeah, I knew, it, yeah, me too. But yeah. at the end of the day, it made sense. It just made for a better. You don't get that scene without her running away because he he he. They said they said in the car like, "Ma'am, like your husband said you ran away. You have fits and all this other stuff." Um, you don't get that scene unless she runs away and goes back home. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like it, it they yeah. made it make sense to me as far as like. No, no, no. It, it made sense what happened. They just didn't, didn't explain didn't it correctly. Firmly, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they showed well enough. Like they told us in the car, and that of course makes sense. But they, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. Because I read the book. Maybe because my taste or whatever. But I'm fine with it. It <laughs> didn't pull me out of the show. <laughs> Your taste is so now, much better than everybody else's. Yes, you know I have this fine taste. I'm uh, diamonds and white diamond and caviar, my nigga. Oh my god, you're uh, terrible. Um, uh, so, can we get to this? Oh, oh I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no go ahead. I was like, can we get to this meta, this this scene where he drags her into the house and yeah, this painful ass transformation. The first transformation yeah. is so painful. It looks it looks painful. I thought it yeah. was very. I thought it was very cool. While the, while the, he was tearing the skin off of her in the background. On the TV, the yep. guys talking about the locusts and how they change, and I, that was so smart. I thought that was yeah. a, that was a that was really good. And mm-hmm. the the thing about like man, the thing about this show is the way that they show ma- like magic's not um, painless in this yeah. world. It has a cost, goddammit. it. And I love it. <laughs> like yeah. they don't make it look pretty at all, and I, I I enjoyed that part. Yeah, this shit was fucking gross, and I loved it. I loved every moment. This metamorphosis, this shit. 
even William looking like Dexter in this full suit, slick back down here with these yellow like fisherman sleeves on. Mm-hmm. Like even that was just so. And I like how in a lot of these transformations, and it probably just made sense budget wise, but I like it that they pulled out and the foreground was visible, like the TV, and the background was very blurred, yes. but you could see him ripping her skin off. That shit was perfect. It was, and you could and you could tell just enough to see her, like her, like Ruby's actual body coming out of it too. Yeah, I like guess the screen is her. She started getting darker, like because you know Ruby's a darker skinned woman, and you yeah. could see that. And I thought that was so smart watching it the yeah. second time around. I was like, yo, they, they so smart with what they did with that. I I mm-hmm. have to give the show so much praise about. Like I have to go back to the hate to go back to the first episode, but it was so smart about the, how they figured out about the lights with the monsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just stuff like that, man. And yeah. that's why I say this show is good. Even where they do where they have their missteps, it's so much thoughtfulness that's put into it. And I'm I'm one to criticize the show because that's what I do. I am this is my platform, mm-hmm. but. Even within all this criticism, it's not lost on me how well and how much time and thought and effort and care has been put into every episode. Even if I do have critiques, like the the clothing choices, the acting choices, the music, mm. even with the modern uh, stuff, no. initially I didn't like. But I'm like, okay, I, you don't like it. That that's what, that's on my that's in my notes right there. Uh, because one, the reason why. I, and that that was gonna come later on my notes, but since we brought it up, I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there now. I, I don't like the modern music uh, in this mm-hmm. show. I think Raphael Sadiq is actually the one who um, yeah does the soundtrack. Now I don't know if you ever, if, if you read this article because I was looking up who does the music and the soundtrack and stuff like that. Like he put together the uh, he composed the the actual um, not the soundtrack but the score. He composed the yeah. score over Zoom. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he composed this score. Of, yeah. That's so if you can do, yeah, Raphael Sadiq is a musical genius. People don't really fuck with it, don't understand how, how great. I mean, he does the music for Insecure also. Uh, mm-hmm. He's done music okay. for a lot of different shows. My, See, my point. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, because I have a comment on how I, I do agree with you. I agree with you in the first episode for sure. And then I kind of fell off and disagree, but I, so say what you got to say, and I, I'll tell you why I agree and disagree. I, I, so my thing is, it takes away from it being a period piece for me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I think the what was it? One of the songs was a, a Frank Ocean song they played this episode, mm-hmm. which I understand why they did that, and with the song that they, yeah, when that when that what, what song was that? I wrote the song name down. Uh, da, 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 da. what was it? Religion. Yeah, bad religion. I got it in my notes. I got a ton of notes. Well, uh, I'm queer, so I just know it. No, go ahead. <laughs> I like Frank Ocean. I'm straight, and I like Frank Ocean. He's a well when he Nigga. put when he put music out. Fuck him, actually. <laughs> you don't like to put music out. He think he better than everybody else. Come on, Frank Ocean, put some music out. Stop playing. Every twenty three years, you get music, man. That's, well, that's, that's what happened when you're a vampire. Frank Ocean <laughs> in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't it to me it takes away from you can find songs from that era that actually kind of can still go with what's going on. 
the the scene where they're in the back of the uh, the Marshall Fields and she's dancing mm-hmm. and they're playing R- Little Richard mm-hmm. Tutti Fruity. I I just feel like that works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the modern music and to this type of stuff, I, like it makes me feel like they're pandering to get more viewers. Like, let's get the kids in here. Come on now, we want mm-hmm. we want everybody to watch this. So why don't we put some some hip hop music in there? I'm like, you don't really have to do that because the show is so solid. It's a solidly written show, and mm-hmm. I don't think that they need to do modern music on this show. To it, it takes me out of it sometimes. Like mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. like the card playing Cardi B throughout the throughout the the episode this this um this week kind of took me out of it. I, okay. I don't really want to hear Cardi B on a on a show like this. Yeah, to me it doesn't yeah. make sense. I, and I feel like Raphael Sadiq is so good. Again, I, there's an article talking about how he came up with the score over Zoom. He composed the score over Zoom. I'm I'm telling you now. I think he's a smart enough uh, individual to to find music that'll that'll go with what's going on, and from that period, that's that's, yeah. that's how I feel. I don't mm. know because I, I don't I, I don't really know if it, they were. I, if it makes me feel like they didn't start doing this until like the second or third episode. No, it was on the first. It's one. first episode. They had, yeah, remember when they were at the? Because that took me out of it when they were at the. Uh, Block party and Atticus yeah. walked up past his cousin. Yeah, and was, yeah. yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the same shit. <laughs> yeah, so I agree with you, but I disagree, and this is where I disagree. There is two songs that they chose for the trailers. One is some song from the fifties. I don't know. I have to go back and look, but it's where they mixed it so that the actual song is like one, two, three. But then for the action, it goes one. And then it's a bunch of action. Two, a bunch of action. Three, and then the beat drops. And it's, so the way they cut the trailers was really, really good. Mm-hmm. There is a that's an old song. They have a newer song which is called "The Pines," which I was obsessed with. Where um, I gotta go, I gotta go right now. I gotta go. That's a new song, but that's not a song that's mainstream that everybody knows. Right. And I think it fits so with the trailer that I'm fine with using modern music if it's like um, like somebody who has a YouTube show and they're trying to put some music but they know they can't use Beyonce and Cardi Yeah, Roy- and some royalty free stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go and find some modern shit like that and you remix it to fit the show, I think that's better because honestly, I think Bodak Yellow could have fit if you because there's a guy who did which is completely tangent but the WAP Song and he made an '80s smooth I, jazz version I, of that same song. I seen it on YouTube. If you took Blood and you I'm Bloody Shoes, Bodak Yellow, and you remixed that to sound like a 1950s song, that wouldn't have been perfect. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Like so, so I agree and disagree. I agree because that first episode, that shit took me all the way the fuck out. I said, right. "Who the fuck is rapping?" Yeah, I didn't like that either. In '54. Yeah. Who is this nigga? Yeah. So. You know, you could have had to be a little Richard. But Elvis song, no, nigga, not with that flow, not with that 2019. Flow. <laughs> um, so Lil yeah, so that's flow. for there being a modern song, but just make it fit. But the gospel shit fit. Period. That, yes. But gospel that music shit. to me is timeless. You can do it. It's just certain. Like I just didn't want to hear money. Money. I don't. I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear Cardi B throughout. Nothing against Cardi B, but there's a time. I just feel like that kind of music 
takes away from that show song. Yeah. I yeah. love it being in the 50s. Like, I like being in the 50s, and I like knowing it It just the whole situation, everything's so fucked yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and there's and, enough. There's enough of a discography from the fucking 50s, period. White, black, and everybody else who mm-hmm. made music that you could you could find some songs. Now, that's easier said than done on our end because we're not, you know, A&R reps and working in these big companies. But you got the money to do If you got the money to get Bodak Yellow, you can find right. a damn Song. Or you can remix Bodak Yellow to sound like a 1950s song. Put a put a, a bitch thing in the cover, and you know you can do that. Yeah, paying to right. use paying to use Cardi B song. I'm pretty sure wasn't cheap. So yeah, I just feel like you know don't don't take me out of the 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 period with with those. But shows. the funny thing is that scene was not in the book. So I wonder, and I I don't know if this is a reach, but that entire scene of her. At the end with that mm. man, all that, none of that was in the book. So I'm thinking maybe it's that part of it because I'd have to go back and watch every single scene that has a modern song and see. I don't think that block party scene was in the book either when we got that first rap song. So mm. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Maybe I'm reaching, maybe whatever. But no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I can see the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let me see here. I think we go into um, the whole. Get his ass beat. <sighs> he earned that yeah. ass whooping. He earned it. Now, before we get to that, how much time has fucking passed from the end of episode four and this scene in episode five? How much fucking time has passed? Uh, that's a good that's question. That's another thing that pissing me off because it it couldn't have been one day, but then again, it couldn't have been. It had a to week. be. Oh, it like, had to be a day. But how the fuck you just now checking on a bitch who you got from another dimension who living in your house? Did you see what they had to go through to get her? I'm checking you on damn, that They damn near drowned. Phone. They damn near drowned. But that's what I'm saying. How do you, how do all this time go by and you don't realize this motherfucker is dead until you see your crackhead daddy sitting there? Don't do that, Demontros. Okay. Don't do that. As much <laughs> as I, as much as I, as much as I'm mad at that character. It's Michael K. Williams, and I like Michael K. Williams. Oh, the, the character, nigga. I'm not, no, that nigga I know, but, but that he, 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 he plays the role so good. He's such a piece of shit, but him. I... I hate him. Fuck him. But he played the hell out that role, man. He played the hell out that role. He can kiss my ass, goddammit, because I want to fight him. So Yeah, me too. <laughs> you me too. Me? I want to fight that nigga so bad. I... Bro, <laughs> I want to fight that nigga so bad. They're like a kid who know they fucked up, but they know you have nowhere to go. You a child, you stay with your daddy and your mama. You can't. So like, he was expecting that ass whooping. He was expecting something. But he doing he. I gotta know why he won't help. He burnt the damn book. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I'm thinking, did you kill Atticus mama? Did you I mean, set off a fucking apocalypse? At this point, what did you do, nigga? I really need to know what he did. He only... They have to do some flips and backflips and shit to make me sympathize for him after this because it seems as if he's hiding his 
own shit. He knows. He knows. He knows. He he. You can't. <laughs> Let me quiet myself down a little. He knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows everything. No, there's no way possible that he could have been locked up. They locked him up and not killed him. He knows something. And he, and he, he looks good. Like he didn't. He didn't have a broken jaw. He didn't have cuts on his body. That nigga was perfectly fine. And these magical white folks locked you up and you ain't disembodied or nothing? No. Nigga. No. So I'm thinking, at this point, we could speculate all day long. He could have killed Atticus' mama. Maybe the magical shit is in his bloodline and not hers. Maybe he discovered the secret to killing everybody. All but of he keeps, he's, he's getting rid of all the clues. He's getting rid of everything. And he keeps, I know he keeps trying to tell Atticus, like, you got to let this go and leave it alone, but he ain't telling them. It's stuff that he's just not telling them. And, and I think when we find out at the end of the season what he really knows, it's probably going to blow us away. Good. It better be fucking good. I know it is. Y'all got us waiting all this damn It better be good. I know it's going to be good. But he got his ass whooped. I mean, I initially thought him and Yahima was like, had a thing going on, and he was like, oh, I'm sorry, and killed his lover. But shit, clearly not with this yeah. episode. <laughs> well, we shit, find, we find out. Of, yeah, we find out. Fuck. I was like, this nigga. So I don't know. I'm thinking it has to be something with this magical shit, like some kind of way, maybe finding out, maybe his mama wasn't as pure and innocent as we thought. And maybe, because that, that's something that I would take an ass whooping from my kid for so that they don't think that their mama was evil yeah. if she really was. Yeah. So, you know, it could be that. That's a cold, crazy prediction, but it could be that. All I know is... All I know is he caught them fucking hands and he shut that left eye permanently. Yeah. And I like the explanation for Atticus when Atticus was like, you know, that ain't me. And he was like, that never was me. It was pent up, though. You know, you could tell it was it was pent up in him because his dad used to beat on him. But he was like, yeah. that wasn't me. Until I went to the military. And, no, nigga. And, that uh, was you. The military gave you the tools to be able to do that. Because you ain't going to tell me your daddy beat your ass your whole life. And because you went to the military at, I don't know, 21, now you got this pin. No, nigga, this shit been in you. It's just, it's directed at him, rightfully so. I think he's just talking about the rage part, though. Because he was, uh, was going to kill him. Yeah. He sure was. And Atticus was going to sit there and die. That was suicide. <laughs> this nigga didn't run. You have your own house. Well, <laughs> I think it's more to it than than that too. Yeah. Um, we'll get into it later, later on. We'll keep talking about mm-hmm. this stuff. Um. Okay. So they he goes down into that basement. He's like, "Did you take pictures?" And when Letty stood there and was like, "Nigga, if you don't calm your ass down, I, if Journey does not get some type of Emmy for this role. Yep. She is acting her ass off. I have seen her act in different movies before. I've seen her in different things. She is acting her ass off in this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It feels like, and I haven't read the book, and hopefully I, I, I'll get oh, it she's soon. she's true to the source material. I figured that she would. I couldn't see no other woman but Journey being Letitia. No, no other woman. I can't see it. Well, Letty is is my favorite character on this show. She has been mm-hmm. um, because of her her her, her it's her redemption story. She is she is yeah. she is being redeemed. 
She has been a fuck up for a long time. Now she has yeah. something to hold on to, this concrete. I love her and Atticus's um relationship. I love where it goes in this episode also. Fuck them. What? They are horrible together. No, they're not. Stop. Don't do that. These niggas, no, these niggas is toxic as fuck. And it's not intentional, but first of all. Ooh, you need to come back. I heard you. I, you should come back up a little bit more. I heard you really good with nigga, you. I, I, because it's, it's, it's frustrating. Like, Atticus has all this fucking trauma from childhood, and now you're hell bent and focused on finding this mystery. She got the shit from her childhood with her mama and her familiar relationship and shit. It's like y'all keep being at odds over shit, and it's like she keeps having to teach this nigga how to not be a fucking nigga. She, she folk, this, I can, she said to this nigga, you need to quit fucking, well, she didn't say fucking, but acting like this shit is only happening to you. And he keeps doing that. I feel like, yeah, Montrose was kidnapped. Yeah, you got this magical blood in you, but this motherfucker was murdered and resurrected. Even if you think Letitia is wrong, you need to shut the fuck up and listen to whatever this woman has to say. I don't care how frustrated you are. She was murdered and resurrected. You ain't got to agree with her, but you got to fucking at least give her more of more consideration than you will for anybody else. Right. But Atticus is a man possessed and it's hard it it reminds me of um, Indiana Jones. If mm-hmm. you ever seen the Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones yeah. always was looking for this treasure for specific yeah. reasons, and he would do so many crazy out the out the way things just to get to this treasure. It's the same thing with Atticus. Atticus is mm-hmm. so focused on this mystery, and he's so focused on figuring this stuff out that he's not re- he don't realize what he's doing with to everybody else, and that's kind of a yeah. I look at it also as a situation where Atticus, I don't think, knows how to love. He hasn't been loved as a child. I think the type of love that Letty is trying to give him, he ain't rece- he doesn't receive it well because he doesn't know how to receive it well. Nigga. Oh. <laughs> That's a lot. Come on. Come on. Man. And no, I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you why you wrong. Before we started this recording, what did you say to me? When you got up and went to see your TV, what did you say? Huh? When I got up and said... When you went up and got to your TV, you said you didn't want to see what? The I didn't want to see the next the trailers for the next episode. Yeah, if you see the trailers for the next episode, this nigga know how to love. This motherfucker <laughs> know how to love. No, fuck him. Oh, he know how to love. Now, you could say, I'm not even making no excuse for this nigga. He know how to love. The shit... That trailer was maybe what, let's say, forty seconds. Do you know how many scenes of love we got? Like forty seconds. <laughs> now, there, of course, everything isn't black and white, so I'm not honestly stressed or that upset. But to a degree, I am because everything you're saying, I think, is is accurate right. with the information that you have. I saw that fucking trailer. Now. Unless this Asian motherfucker didn't put a spell on this nigga, this motherfucker know how to love. But even that aside, it's not up to this black woman to then be the brunt of your outbursts and shit. If you're not ready and don't know how to love, then you need to separate yourself from her. Because if you're not willing to listen and not even regular relationship shit like, oh, are we going to have a baby? How many kids? Where you going to live? Nigga, we are fighting monsters 
racist, an army of fucking uh, zombies. It, we got this mystical shit going on, and if you can't open up to this motherfucker, this motherfucker to let I don't I'm like. I'm fine with them being together, but I feel like the show needs to work harder at making it, for me at least, at making it convincing because it seems like they keep bumping heads in the the romantic relationship shit we get outside of them fucking seems to be, to me, kind of forced. But... No, I mean the scene at the at the end of the episode where he ta- he he says like I don't really didn't he say something like I don't know how to how to love I've never yeah no 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 he said at first no. he said when I first first happened like I was what did he say I, I can't remember word for word verbatim oh, what he said no no I'm fine with that but what I'm saying is up until this point like even him pulling away from her like I to me I guess it's not explained away enough you went if I don't I, I don't know I I have complicated feelings about their relationship. And mainly because, nigga, you're the one in power. I, I just feel like mm, I just I have I have I have feelings. I just look to, um, for me. I'm just looking at it from the from the standpoint of he is a man possessed on this whole this whole situation this mystery. He is so yeah. like I gotta figure this shit out. I gotta know what mm-hmm. what this is. And with him being like that, and you I've you seen movies before where men who who are possessed with. Again, like I say, Indiana Jones, men who want to get to the end game usually mm-hmm. has a significant other. This is whatever movie, black or white, usually it, in a movie. The game, it was like that, yeah. And whenever whatever. they try to get to the to the end game and figure out what's going on, the woman always gets treated like shit. Or it's always some type of like nothing, nothing nobody, nobody can get along or... It's like you're not but, seeing it my way. It's like no woman, I know what's going on. You're not seeing it my way, and that's no. how I'm looking at it from. I, I, no, I, I, you are completely from your stand, viewpoint. I get it. For me, yeah. I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of he's so he's so possessed in trying to figure this shit out, and it's fucking up everything else. For, for mm-hmm. and I want them to be like so. This the sex scene that they had. Um, Started out so like you know the first sex scene the first time they had sex it was very they be rough fucking on this damn show so bad like it be so rough <laughs> like, nobody can don't nobody know how to be gentle like everybody's like Ugh. No, fuck so that. it's the fifties nigga we it, gotta get this nut <laughs> but the, if you if you pay attention their sex scene in this episode starts out rough and then. Everybody kind of gets cool, cool heads, and it kind of it mm-hmm. it looks more lustful. It looks like they enjoy each other more as the mm-hmm. sex scene goes along. I thought that I don't know how many people paid attention to that, but I paid attention that like, the sex scenes are so rough on this damn show, and mm-hmm. they they calmed it down. They actually got into each other. It was very sensual. I think that was very good. I think it kind of showed where their relationship was going. And then when yeah. he said, "When he said, please don't be scared, man, come on, how can you be mad at somebody like, please don't be scared of me, nigga? Please don't be scared of me. Don't give me a reason to fucking be scared of you, then, nigga. So you mean, wait, in the beginning of this show, in this podcast, you said the same thing I said. I would have yeah. whooped Montrose's ass. Any woman, especially in the fifties, seeing a man go." We understood why he did what he did. <laughs> he went crazy. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I understand. No, no, I'm for it. I'm still, I, that don't change shit. I still think he should have beat his ass. The woman, Letty was afraid because she had never seen, you have to understand, they hadn't seen each other since they was kids. Yeah. So That motherfucker was terrified. Yeah, seeing that side of him, she had every right to be scared. Yeah, and you got to give her a reason now to not be scared because what I'm thinking, putting myself in her, in that woman's shoes, is yes, your father did something that was so deserving of that ass whooping. But the fury in which you released this violence on him to the point where these other big-ass men who's bigger than you could not contain you and with you having this fucking stress from the war, this petite-ass woman, I'm thinking... I don't think that you have intentions on whooping my ass, but what the fuck happens when something sets you up? That's where my head would have went. But Lady is anything but scared. Lady ain't scared of shit. I'm sure, but in that, you ain't about to tell me she wants to for her life in that fucking I know, scene. but what I'm saying is, Lady, but what about the scene when they were in the basement and he walking and she stood right there and he had to calm his ass down? Lady's not a, she had that bat in her hand. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying no 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 she's, no. I'm not saying that she's scared of him like he's gonna whoop her ass, but I'm thinking a woman in the fifties seeing it okay, I, I feel like I'm not explaining myself because I'm agreeing with you. Right. I think that you're absolutely right. I, when I said that comment of don't give me a reason to be scared, that's me shit being flipping. You a big ass man whooping this nigga's ass and I'm this tiny ass woman. Have you so seen his arms? Walk all this back, I agree with you. Okay. Sorry. Especially within the context of the show, because clearly Letty, this is Letty 2.0. And Letty 1.0 wasn't even scared. So I get that. But at the same time, she to me is being more level headed where he's going purely off emotion where he was he it, to me it doesn't seem like he's always been that way. He's yeah. been more calm and lately because of his bitch ass daddy, he has been frustrated and just taking running with it, being cold. Not uh wanting to be a team player, acting like he the only one going through shit. So I, right. I see the progression. I'm not right. angry. I just don't see them together right now. Right. I don't. Until we find out that she's pregnant with his baby, I don't. I don't know, fam. They they something else. Bro. I love them. <laughs> I love their relationship. I don't think there's any other woman that he could do this with. Oh yeah, no, that's for sure. Well, shit, Jen, she might be. Mm-mm. A magical Asian, so shit. No. We don't know. She a dragon from Golden Jail. She the dragon lady from Golden Jail. <laughs> you are going to jail. What the fuck, bro? Oh, oh god. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was intense. I thought that was a good opening scene. Uh, Montrose got his eye opened up, and then we get. Jungle fever. No, see. Yeah. Okay. One. Let me sing it. Let me sing it the correct way. She got jungle fever. He's got jungle fever. They got jungle fever. They're in love. She's going white boy crazy. She's going black girl crazy. You're the white girl crazy. They're in love. Thank you, Stevie Wonder. Whoa. Jungle fucking Um, fever. And to think, I thought Ruby was going to be like, I'm going to cuss your ass out and I'm leaving. I don't need this shit. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> she should have done that. That's what she should have done. She was playing hard to get to in that bar, too. She was like, you think you just walk up in here and just say something to me? I'm just going to go home and, and have sex with you. Uh, 
<laughs> White boy got game. Look, you got them. What is it? Blonde hair, blue eyed, them them pretty blues or whatever. Well, we find yeah. out. We find out that that ain't real. Yes. <laughs> fuck this nigga. So who William? Fucked, yeah, fuck William, bitch ass. But you know, honestly, I do like the character of William. I think the actor is doing a really good job, especially with the reveal we get at the end. I think he's done a great job throughout every every single appearance mm-hmm. that makes that payoff even more. So mm-hmm. I, I do kudos to them. I think his name is like Jonathan Taylor. Tom- like he has three. This first nigga names said Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> no, that's yeah, not his name. Like, he kicks it to like, hey girl, hey Ebony, I'm Ivory. You know what I'm saying? We finna get down with the get down. Oh and uh, I'm gonna catch you back at the Hamptons, baby. She was like, nigga, you crazy. No. <laughs> his name is Jordan Patrick Smith. So you yeah. were close. John Django Jimmer Heimgrid Smith. I can't stand so, that, folks. Ruby just lying her ass in these satin sheets on this circle bed, this hotel fuck bed. And she like, he's explaining monarch butterf- monarch butterflies. Yeah. And how they die and caterpillars reform from the same cells that were discarded. And these butterflies come out of nowhere, which is like, what the fuck is this? And Ruby's like, hey, so magic is real. And he's like, yeah, fuck? you was just a white woman. Yes, that shit is real. Right. Uh, how do you feel about these two and these two together? Um, Again, like I said, I thought Ruby was going to cuss him out, leave, and that was going to be, she's like, how dare you do tr- make me a white woman? Apparently not. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. It's, well, let's uh, do it again. <laughs> let's, just, let's go for this ride one more time. Um. Yeah, from my standpoint, I knew he was manipulating her because, again, me watching the show, knowing there's something in their house that they that they need, that Margaret needs, yeah. I'm just thinking she sent William to go ahead and mess with her head, sleep, just sleep with the gal and get what you need out of her and put a spell on her since we are dealing with magic and then mm-hmm. she'll just do whatever you need her to do. So I'm, I'm thinking she's under a spell. Um, That's what I'm thinking at first. And mm-hmm. then... You know, they have that conversation about what was it about her being white and 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 uh, is it the does the conversation come? No, they do the butterfly thing, he leaves her with the money and the, mm-hmm. potion. And the potion, and he said, Yeah, she's like, do whatever you want to do. And she takes the potion, and she's white woman, she's uh, Hillary Davenport. Hillary Davenport, yeah, and she was living the white life so well when he got some ice cream for free. <laughs> Quit, okay. Quick side note. Um, I read that the reason why that particular scene was very important is because apparently black people could not have vanilla ice cream unless it was like the 4th of July. Wow. Now, or it wouldn't be sold to them. Now, wow. I don't know how true that is, but I did see um, a few people tweeting that. And forgive me, guys, I didn't fact check it before. But there's another scene where I do have facts for, but that one. I was like, shit, is this is this true, niggas? You couldn't have vanilla ice cream in the 50s? She said, I'll pay for it. He was like, no, no, no. Go ahead, you're white. You know, your, white, your whiteness is payment enough. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just walking, and then they was playing the um the poem uh, for, for colored girls who are yep. uh, uh, thought of committing suicide. I thought that was an awesome poem mm-hmm. that they played while she was walking as a white woman. God to mighty, these people are fucking brilliant. Um. Mm-hmm. Loved it. She went through. She was reading the paper. The butterflies was all around her. She was just right there. 
Sorry about that. So her reading the paper, um, she was sitting on a green bench, mm-hmm. which black people were not allowed to do. I released Damn. a series of tweets about Yeah. No, the green benches were for white people, affluent white folks and like tourists and stuff. I'm trying to pull up the article right now. But um it was it was very significant because though it was like um something that signified again affluence vacations fun times for black people was always racism and so da 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 vamp a little bit so and i'm gonna read verbatim not everyone was welcome on those benches where white tourists and residents sunned socialized and people watched mm. the black residents of st petersburg had their place but that place was not on the green benches or on the million dollar pier or in the parks along the waterfront uh this is written by Ray Arsonot in his book um, St. Petersburg and the Florida Dream that was back from 1888 to 1950. Um, He is a John Hope Franklin professor of Southern history at the University of South Florida, St. Petersburg. Um, And so it said that a 1945 report by the National Urban League detailed that the fear that kept blacks away from the city's famous green benches even though they were no longer barred by police, so even though legally they could do what they wanted to, that president had already been set with the fear that you don't belong here, Negro. The mm. wounds of a lifetime would take a long time to heal, said that historian. And then there is a, you can see this picture of the bench here. Mm-hmm. So if you can see it clearly. I it's see in it. some museum, and there's a quote above it that says, what green benches, not benches, what green benches <laughs> meant to me was racism. It meant no. It meant you're no good enough. And from my perspective today, I would not want to see green benches along Central, even if I were able to sit on them because I know what they mean. And this was quoted by Eula Mitchell Perry, Mm -hmm. which I'm not sure who that is, but that's the significance of the green benches. Wow. This show is working overtime, man. Wow. Overtime. Wow. Wow. That's... That's something else, man. It is. That's something else. Whoo! I did not I know. I like, didn't. I didn't know. I mean, you just pointed it out to me. That's that's like big time. Yeah, it's like the care that they're taking because I don't know if these green benches were also in Chicago, but regardless to if they were or were not, we see that this show is taking the care to include things that are relevant and especially relevant for that time. Mm-hmm. Like they really lingered on her on that green bench being carefree, reading, reading the a paper, paper just, in broad daylight. And she was just, she was so accepting of every day. I was like, Jesus. Mm. She was so motherfucking shit in. So I, yeah, I'm just, I'm, this show is again, they may have missteps, but I feel like not, not one piece of art is completely perfect. When I say piece of art, I mean movie, TV yeah, show, right. artwork, written work. Nothing is 100% perfect to everyone. Right. So, and, you know. And then the conversation, after you told me that, uh, the whole mm-hmm. thing with the bench and the ice cream and all that other stuff, it makes that conversation she had with William so much more relevant. When she says, I was using, she said, I was using my whiteness yep. as my current. He said, I had all this money. He said, you took the, the potion, but you didn't take all the money. Why didn't you? I was using my whiteness as my currency. I didn't need it. Yeah, she said the only currency I needed was my whiteness. Like I was like, wow. 
Which is the truth. This motherfucker, like, and it's funny. Um, have you seen Umbrella Academy season two? No, I, I haven't even started. So, it yet. without spoiling, they are stuck in the sixties. I'll just say that much. Mm. And a lot of the themes and a lot of things that we see in this little montage are kind of addressed, or at least we see hints of them throughout that season. And you know, the one character, um, excuse me, uh, is black. Uh, yeah, what's that girl's name? Vanya, Klaus, Ben, number five. What the fuck is the black girl name? I couldn't tell, tell you if I wanted to. Allison, shit. So she's black, and like when you, when I, I remember scenes from that with her being black in the 60s, mm-hmm. and I look at this scene, even without the information I just provided, it's like it's a stark difference in two fictional magical shows depicting. 10 years within each other and to see this oh it's a lot but yeah so go on go on here yeah. man go on here no i just i just like i said i thought the scene was amazing i thought it was it was good and, and since you gave me those facts now it's even more makes a whole lot more sense with that with the conversation that they had and and then they kind of mm-hmm. go in and he kind of goes into well you can do whatever you like you know you can stay you can go whatever you want to do and and then she um she does the Marshall fields thing Yep, which she, is whew. she does an interview with Marshall Fields, and they kind of he got a the, the the manager kind of you know they have the interview, um, and then he goes into that that question of like who are you who is Hillary Davenport, and mm-hmm. I said this then when she she talked about her and her sister and being drugged down the aisles of of the of a store. I I wrote yep. down in my uh, notes I said I feel like Ruby has been practicing that speech for that for that particular moment yeah. all the whole yeah. time i feel like that's her whole life yeah yeah i i, I don't she, how she slipped up and she said lady and like the way she recovered yeah that felt like this was rehearsed yeah in the mirror every night yeah so i don't know um what are your feelings on hillary so once we actually get deep into it and we're we know that we're watching Hillary. What are you thinking about her? Um, I don't like her. Okay. I don't like her. Now you don't like you don't like Hillary, or you don't like Ruby being Hillary, or what? What specifically don't you like? So it to me, she gets the job. She's the assistant manager, so on and so forth. We move forward with that, but. Maybe, how can I put it? I know that that uh, the the young lady that's already there, Tamara, is her name. Tamara? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I I know she's trying to like teach her, and I'm trying to like let you know some things. Oh well, when she first asked Tamara about like her education and stuff, she's a girl. I didn't mm-hmm. even get out to seventh grade, which she gets upset about that. Mm-hmm. She's got all this education, and you know they can't. She ain't. They didn't even let her get a, a sniff any kind of interview. Um, and then she does the whole the whole get some lotion in your hand seem a little ashy. Everything that she said was so sarcastic and white. Even though it, it, she probably wasn't trying to come off that way, it was so sarcastic to me. It just felt very sarcastic. It felt very white. It felt very talking down to that young lady. You know what I'm saying? When a lot of the situation wasn't even her fault. 
You know what I'm saying? Like they hired her because they took away the rule and the manager said it himself. He was like, all the company really cares about is money. They want they want to get every dollar that they they can, hence us hiring the colored girl. Um I just didn't like her at I just and again, maybe the character was supposed to sound sarcastic and 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 talking down to to uh, Tamara, but again, I, I didn't I didn't like her. She just sounded so like as a matter of fact, and she was even more mad when she found out the girl didn't have no education. But see, that's Ruby though. Like, yeah, it's coming out of this white woman's mouth, but that's Ruby. That's how she feels, and that's what's disgusting to me. You mad that this woman who has less education than you applied for this job before you did because you were scared? That mm-hmm. black woman said, I applied for this on a whim, and they hired me, not knowing she was a diversity hire, but mm-hmm. still had your ass to walk your big educated ass into this motherfucker before she did, you probably would have got that job. Right. But you didn't. So, yeah, I, I so I, give, I, I agree with you, but I think that this goes back to me asking, do you think that the woman, the actual actress playing Hillary, did a good enough job portraying Ruby? And I think she did. Because you think the she did? other reveal that we get... No, I do not think oh, she okay. did. Oh, okay. Because the reveal that we get later on, I feel like that those motherfuckers did a good job. Excellent job. For her. And it could be, maybe the woman don't have the range. Maybe she didn't get to see... Uh, is it? Oh, what's Ruby's name? Is it Woman? Well, the actress who plays uh, Ruby. Maybe she just didn't see enough of her. Maybe they didn't interact enough. But I don't think she got her mannerisms down. I think she got the words on the script and she read them and she did a good job. But I didn't see Ruby when she was on screen. Maybe we weren't supposed to though. But what we should have when she get to dancing and moving her little frail ass around and they're talking about oh girl, girl you can dance with the negroes you good when you good enough to dance with the niggas like, go ahead that gal person is twerking like bitch I, i'm not seeing I, I don't know like even the dancing like that woman could have mimicked more of what ruby did over like the first couple because she danced ruby has danced mm-hmm. she moved her body like this shit I don't know. I'm not. I'm not looking to be disappointed. I just don't think the actress did a really good job. But you know, I mean, you got to think the white version. I think Ruby can sing. Ruby can dance. Ruby can do all these these wonderful things. And I guess to the opposite of that, can't. But that's that doesn't make any sense because it's still you. You're just in a different casing. You should be able to do this shit. Mm. If I can fucking. Now you you need to be limited by your body, of course. If me, six foot, uh, two hundred pounds, six pack, can climb a wall, but then I transform into like a seven year old kid, okay, that kid can't do what I can do physically. But dancing, oh bitch, you ain't gotta be fit and 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 cut to do a little jig, a little jigaboo, <laughs> a little one bit instead of doing jigaboo. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to be too hard on her, but homegirl, she didn't sell me. She didn't sell me as Ruby, and it ain't um, even because Ruby a black woman. It's just in general, you did not portray Ruby to me. You right. portrayed a white woman being a white woman, which right. is fine, but that's not what this role called for. Hmm. Hmm. So there's that, and then we get gay sex. So Montrose has a swap. <laughs> The first thing on my notes for this scene was 
damn nigga, that's a lot of spit. Well, that's <laughs> that, nigga, that could have been some water. <laughs> he spent no expense on that big old gob of spit. He was ready, goddamn it. What is it? Um, success meets preparation, and and what is it? What is it? <laughs> <That> man, <laughs> and time into some shit. He was prepared. Um, okay, so Montrose is beat up. He's at a at a door. It looks like a hotel door, but I guess it's an apartment. Knocks on the door, and who opens but his secret lover, the bartender from whatever Southside club they were in. Montrose with one good eye looking at this nigga. He's like, "Who beat your ass?" What did he say? He said, "Was it was it the old phase or the niggas?" Now, old phase sounds derogatory. What is fuck is that? The old phase. That's what is the old gay? Is that Jewish? What is that? What? uh, I don't know. But it keep talking. I'm gonna find out. All right. So uh, Montrose don't say shit. He bend homeboy over, spitting his hand. Oh, okay. Here, wait, hold on. An offensive mm-hmm. term for a white person used by black people. Didn't know okay. that. So, old phase. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to start so using that. Nigga, which, that makes sense. Blacks or whites. So, this nigga, the white, white, the light-skinned dude, he, they engage in some homosexuals. Well, some butt sex. Not a homosexual. Straight people have sex in the ass, too. But it is so... Okay, so this scene reminded me of, and, and bear with me, Boys in the Hood, um, Nia Long, and uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. Now, of course, in that scene, they didn't have sex, but the frustration and anger that Cuba felt walking into her house, mm-hmm. fighting the air, crying, that's what I felt from this scene. Not to that degree, but that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, but, okay, I'm sorry, I'm going to let you finish no, 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 your thought. No, 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 go ahead. He didn't even say nothing. He just showed up at the door, beat up, asked him the question. Uh, Montrose didn't say anything, just took his pants down, bent them over, and had the rough-ass animalistic sex that they always have on this show. Now, and that's, and that's where I have the disconnect. And I mentioned this before. I feel like this show, this is one of the places where they dropped the ball. Because I don't, I'm, I'm happy this scene is here. Mm-hmm. I feel as if they did not work they got the payoff without putting in the work to make the payoff. If this is what Montrose does with this nigga, you don't have to show it every episode, but you need to give me something that when this happens, I am like, you didn't fake me out of nothing. We've known that Montrose, well, anybody paying attention has known Montrose has been gay or bi at least since like episode one. Treat, commented, this nigga, Okay, I'll say people who are in the know. Right. Okay. You straight niggas, fuck y'all. <laughs> well, it wasn't. Uh, was it the last episode where they kind? He kind of brought it up, like you had never recognized the Montrose and such and such is kind of close to each other, like. And that's, And I was like, well, now I said, oh wait. Hmm. See, but that was too long. Like you should have thought that. Shit <laughs> uh, well, I don't mean to name. Hey, I'm. Was, I'm straight, but, man. But no, I don't know that saying, ass like, shit. They didn't do, I think, a well enough job at planting seeds because Tree saying that is cool, and that's kind of like the final nail in the coffin. But the first time we see Montrose and this nigga on screen, this is what we're getting. So Tree is, is saying, since you left, your daddy been close to this nigga. Uh, Atticus say, I ain't no sissy. So, we, so as a viewer, you're putting the pieces together that, Montrose probably is gay. 
And then we see him, and the first thing out this man's mouth is, okay, who did it? Who beat you up? The old face of the niggas. Which to me said, okay, you get your ass beat all the time. This ain't a first. Even if we in love and we, like, this rough fucking to me is saying that you get your ass beat a lot. You have no power out in that world. So you come here and you punish me, though we might be in a union or whatever okay. the fuck we going on. Don't but say punish because it got very it got very no 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 that loving. nigga was punished he was getting his frustrations out yeah y'all fucking they was course. holding hands a nigga can't nigga, hold your you chest in nigga they did this the fuck out of here did. they did this shit did you done seen that now you done did it. you done did that before don't be, don't don't do that you done did this before <laughs> you done put you your wrong. two hands together before that don't mean that don't mean I'm mad that means I understand you. I understand but no, but you continue it's to the same thing with Letty and Tick. It's the same thing. When this nigga is taking the brunt of your anger, yes, you eased up later and it got more sensual. But to me, this is you get your ass beat all the time. You have no power all the time. And this is a regular occurrence that you just come in, spit in your hand, and we get to go. Just, I, it... I didn't take that from that. I didn't well, take that from that. I my whole thing was when he said that. One, you get a, I get an understanding of they have some type of relationship with each other, and he's okay. there for him. Mm-hmm. When he had the rough sex with him, I mean, it wasn't like dude was like, "Hey, hold on," you know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. was very understanding and just like, "Well, just go ahead and take me," you know what I'm saying? It 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 started off rough again. This is another scene. It started out rough. The only thing that uh, that made me. To bring me over to your side about what you're saying is he wouldn't kiss him. He didn't kiss him. He didn't kiss him after that. And I thought that was mm-hmm. fucked up. He he ended up um, giving him a blowjob. But I'm like, well, you don't. I said, well, damn, that's fucked up. You didn't set him here and put. Okay, well, maybe we are on the same page. Okay, you didn't came in and rough fuck your boyfriend, and then you don't even want to kiss the nigga, and then you want to get go down and give the nigga some head too, and it's like, well, what the fuck. You because know what it's, it's, it's what so it, you're what right. It's to me is that you, we could be in. You could love me, right? But you're only valuing me as far as a nut. Like it's just our physical. Like again, you can't fucking kiss me. You have just fucking entered my goddamn body, and like we've had a sexual act. Yeah. But you can't kiss me. Yeah, that. Yeah, in you're my right. House with the door shut and the blinds drawn. You still, which. Which lends itself to his to Montrose's arc where he eventually ends up. But I feel like, nigga, fuck you, motherfucker. You think you're slick. Ask that bitch for a kiss. Wow. You. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> fuck them. I hate Montrose. But see, that, but, but that's the thing. We don't get a lot of background on their, on their, on their relationship. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that doesn't do a lot of favors for a lot of people. Of course, you're going to be up in arms, but we don't see the loving. I mean, later on, we, we hear the conversation about them. Mm-hmm. They've been together for a while, apparently. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But they just hadn't kissed. And it's, uh, what's the dude's, the dude's name? His, his uh, The light-skinned nigga? Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know. Is yeah. it like Lawrence or something? I, I think so. I can't remember. But, you know, we get from later conversations, um... That they have been together for a while is just they mm-hmm. haven't they haven't they haven't secured their relationship, and he, and that I think that's important too. So let me preface it with this: I have everything under the sun to say about this show, but 
though it's fictional, I'm not a gay man in 1955 with a dead wife, a son, and like a certain, you know, image of masculine heterosexual mm-hmm. man. Like I'm not, in, so I can have everything to say. I don't know how deep they did their research, but some stuff is just easily forgiven because hell, that's fifty fucking years ago. And um, with us not knowing how long they've been together exactly, my question has always been: Were you with this nigga, or were you at least acting on your um, homosexual or bisexual urges when you were with Atticus's mom? Hmm. What did you do? Did she know? Was there an understanding? Was it after she died? Because if we're looking at Tree, who is a uh, 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 someone on the outside looking in, he's noticing from when Atticus left and went off to war. But that don't mean that that's when it started. Right. So, but even further, the story arc we get with Montrose isn't even vocalized by Montrose. This nigga says absolutely nothing this yeah. whole episode. Everything is the people around him giving context to what the fuck he's doing. And that's what kind of frustrated me, too, because they're doing the heavy lifting and you're just taking it all in. And I was like, nigga, say something. Yeah. Tell this nigga you love him. Say we've been together for 13 years. Say I'm scared for people to know. Say something, nigga. You silent. Fuck you. (laughs) You can't do that. So, yeah. Montrose is... And I'm not really mad at him. Michael is doing his damn thing. He's really he is. Well, fuck Montrose. That's how well he's doing. But I he playing that. that. He playing the hell out of this damn. Oh, well, we about to get to another part, and then I'm gonna call you bluff on that shit too. Um, oh, there was a whole there was a whole scene with um, um Hillary Davenport and uh, talking to Tamara again, talking about how um just being sarcastic about a lot of shit and. I don't. I don't really care. I want to get to this scene. I want to get to. I want to skip over that. All that stuff. I don't think it's important. I want to get to the scene of of uh, Letty and Atticus having this conversation about what Montrose did Mm -hmm. to the to uh to the woman. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. When they have when they're having that conversation there, he's talking about how um he's you know breaking the you know decoding all of the Adam's mm-hmm. language and and he's like yeah, you know okay. starting my name and stuff like that. But it, it was one part in that whole scene that I I felt what she felt when he was like she was like yeah like you know with your, your dad letting her go, who knows how long she's been gone and all that other stuff. Yeah. And then Atticus was like, well, you know, he mm-hmm. really. That you know, he the the scrolls wasn't the only thing he destroyed, and yeah. she lets out. And I wrote down in my notes, I'm like, when she let out that oh, when she was like oh, like I can't even repeat mm-hmm. how she said it, mm-hmm. and it sent chills down my spine too because she was like she just realized that her father that his father killed somebody, yeah, trying to protect. And then they get into the conversation. She's like, this is bad. She said, all of this is bad. This is mm-hmm. bad. We got to stop this. And he's like. Yeah, he's- he he's it's like not no. Inherently bad. So what? He said it's not inherently bad. It's how you use it. Right. He's like, if we can use this to protect her, and she was like, look what your father did to protect you. Hmm. This is bad. And I said, give her an award. Let me tell you, when she let that, when she let that O out, when she realized what Montrose Montrose killed this woman to protect her her um 
to protect his son and they that whole exchange and her realizing like this is some serious stuff we gotta mm-hmm. stop mm-hmm. I, this is my I don't even know if you're gonna ask me but I'm gonna tell you now this is my favorite scene in the freaking show because just the way she her realization gave me chills mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what did you I, think about that scene I agree I, I was with it and that to me forgave pretty much everything that they had done the whole episode um, and I think it was a really solid scene with a solid argument. Um, and it presented both sides. Cause again, like she said, this shit is evil, mm-hmm. but then she's right, but he's right. Because again, it's how you use it. Cause if it's so evil, we brought you back to life. If, if I didn't fuck with this magic, you would be dead. So I'm, I'm, I'm with that. That was one of the scenes that actually had me feeling like, okay, I like these two niggas, but I, I, I'm with you when she realized what, and that's why I remember tweet. I remember exactly what I tweeted at that point. I said something like, damn it, Atticus, you didn't have to tell her everything. And it wasn't that I wanted him to lie to her. Cause I get, if we're going to have a relationship, we got to be open. But I was thinking like, damn, Letty, you didn't been through so much. Your whole yes. world was turned upside down. But so I said that off impulse, but I do understand she needed to know. But I was like, shit, she's been through a lot. Didn't tell her this shit? Like, what the fuck? Lady, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm so enthralled in her character because it's her character to me is the one I relate to the most. Like, I think I would be acting like Letty if all of this shit was going on around me. Oh, for sure. Like, nigga, what? We gotta get it together. No, yeah. Um, yeah. but that was like my favorite. Just, just her having that realization, and she's like, "You gotta let this shit go." And he's yeah. so he is so obsessed with he's so obsessed with this. Mm-hmm. So obsessed yeah. with this. Can't let oh it go. my god! He can't leave her alone. He got that alcohol shit in. Me <laughs> alone. No, I'm 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 with you and I'm with Lady shit. Like, well, I'm I'm with both of them because I see both of them being right and neither one of them being wrong. Because you could easily let it go, with not really, because Christina gonna make sure you still in the shit. Mm-hmm. But you could try to let it go. But what's funny to me is that even you know jumping ahead the very end of the episode, mm. even if you let that shit go, he been working. This shit been working on him since before he even got to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the nigga can leave it alone, but can he leave it alone? Oh, he's too. You know, he's, it's, it's, it's too much now. I, it's, just, it's a, too just much. a just a great just a great scene. Um, yeah, Ruby is a maid or a mammy or whatever you want to call. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so hold up. So William meets her at her job, and he says. What you know about birthing a baby? She said, I don't know nothing about birthing no baby. No, She's a um, now. He, he, he met White Hillary and, you know, the homegirls at her job looking at this nigga like, ooh, that's a hot piece of meat and whatever. Whatever shit, Is that, funny shit they say. He, he, you're with him? Jealous. Like, yeah, bitch, look, what you trying to say? Look, like, jealous ass white women, too. They was ready to just jump on him. Which is like okay. I mean, I guess I get the appeal, but they don't look. look like, they they don't look like they should be together though, for real. Oh, Hillary! Oh, for sure. No, Hillary yeah. is uh, not pretty. So <laughs> he um, flirting with her, rubbing up on her and shit. He like, man, I got a job for you. And she says, 
Oh, it's finally time for the devil to tell me what deal I made. I know that was like simple, but I really like that line. Mm-hmm. That was a good uh, line. That was a good she line. She goes in the back, pulls out this beautifully wrapped box, and sees a maid uniform. Mammy. <laughs> and she's like, You're, you're skipping over a very script. important part on that on that scene, too. When he goes to mm-hmm. kiss her and she won't kiss him. And he and he was like, You don't he said you you would rather me kiss you as Ruby. She was like, You would rather kiss me as as uh Hillary. And I was like, Oh he man. Said, I, I, but he said I'd rather kiss you as who you want me. Like a fuck boy, a fuck nigga. Yeah. That's what he sounded like. Uh she was like <laughs> he said, I'd rather kiss you as whoever you want me. Some type of shit where nigga, give me a straight answer. Don't fucking walk around this shit. What the who the fuck you wanna kiss? Ask mm. that bitch Hillary for some money. Like Wow. <laughs> Well, I mean, at the end of the at the, the the conversation that's had at the end of the towards the end of the episode kind of makes everything understandable, though. Yeah, no, 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 I get that, I get that. But I'm just looking at him like Lawrence and Tasha. You a fuck nigga who think you a good dude? Like how you go, <laughs> ah! Ruby? Um, yeah, so he's like, yeah, you gonna meet Christina and she gonna give you instructions. And Ruby is pissed. You go from white woman glamorous, be white. <laughs> Put on a pedestal, white woman. Now you're serving eggs <laughs> to some white folks. And she no, and then you remember what she um when she went into the kitchen. The way they did it, the show showed her serving food. Then it cut to Christina, like a close up to her face. Mm-hmm. And then you heard Ruby say, "Where this bitch at?" Yeah. And then she walks. <laughs> she walks into this back room, and you know they talk, and she's like, Christina's like. Uh, so William loves a strong woman or some shit, she said. Which I was like, alright, bitch, did you used to fuck with because you ain't no weak motherfucker either, even without your magic. You, you know. See, I always looked at um, I thought they were like brother and sister just because they look so similar to each other, but we, we figured it, mm-hmm. I, mean. I never thought that. Uh, well, I think because I read the book this shit is different. This shit is not in the book. So mm-hmm. this not spo- but because I read the book, I never thought they or if I did, it was only momentarily. But when she made that comment about strong women, I'm thinking even though we know what happens at the very end, I was thinking you a strong, hot headed woman too, so you are you saying that you fucked with William before? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. See, I always looked so, at them as being like brother and sister. I thought it was gonna be the reveal that they're the same, that they're fucking identical and shit. Well, yeah, they were twins no. or something like that, and and trying to get the 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 um. But no, oh, that's why. No, no, that's why I didn't think that because she didn't have the power. Like her daddy, she pretty much killed her fucking daddy in that ritual. Yeah, because he have a son, and Atticus was. That's why I realized they. Were oh yeah, related. he did say that. Damn it. <sighs> so yeah. But yeah, still fuck. It's still fuck Christina all day, even though she that that actress is killing it. I I like Chris. Mm, I like the portrayal of Christina. I don't like Uh-oh. this motherfucker. Oh, but but I think she's doing her job. Yeah. Um, I'll say this: in the book, she's actually a man. His oh, name is Caleb. Oh, so wow. I think that was one of the smartest things for them to do is to change to gender bend him. Um, Diana is also a boy in the book. Uncle George's daughter is a boy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you saying now, that. all that. And I actually think Caleb is exists in this show somewhere. 
Hmm. So I'm going to leave it there because I'm, I'm kind of confused on that myself. I got to do some more digging. But for all intents and purposes, she is Caleb. But that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, yeah, so she she's like, hey, take this coaster and put it in the lieutenant's office. She's like, she was like, Ruby's lieutenant? Like, she's like, the chief, that's the police. I ain't finna go up in there yeah. and do that. He ain't say nothing about no police. And then she played the she played that card. How much do you really care about? Do you really care about William? And then she give him no. the, she give him the story. She give her the story. You know, oh, yeah. treating yeah, him yeah. like trash, threw him out like trash. Yeah, I found that nigga. I brought him back to life, and I'm like, bitch. So y'all was fucking no. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So what she's saying is that William is the rightful heir to this lodge, mm-hmm. and that the lieutenant ain't the even though he's over and he ain't supposed to be. And he killed William or left him for dead. And I found him, brought him back, nursed him back to life. I fell for that story too, though. I was like, no, girl, you need to set him up. Fuck it. (laughs) I like William for some strange reason. I'm sorry. You said you like Christina? I like William. Oh, yeah, I like William too. And I'm mad that I like him. But he's charming. He's interesting. He's Mm non-threatening. I think um, when you put him up next to Christina, she is a walking threat there's not every time she's on screen you are and i don't know why but you're prepared for there to be some type of bargain or for her to something some, malicious to happen william is some shady guy. and yeah and and shysty is gonna happen yes. when she pops up fucking hood booger so um <laughs> hood booger. yeah that's what she is. I hate her ass. Fuck her. Oh my uh, God. But yeah, but I do like that because that's very different from what we would have ordinarily got mm. is you would get a white man as the evil, you know, oil industry tycoon and then his... Yeah. Twirling his mustache. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's the complete reverse and I like that about them mm-hmm. even though I don't particularly care for Christina. Hmm. I do like that. Um. So yeah. So um, we get a little scene with the lovebirds. You know, they kiss. Wait, hold on. At pictures. What lovebirds? Who you talking about? Uh, Atticus and Letty. Wait, hold on. Before you go to that part, okay. real quick. The sheriff yeah. or the lieutenant, is he Frankenstein's monster or some shit like that? So my theory is he had Epstein experiment on him with some of them black bodies. Okay. Because I was always seeing burnt. I said, but no, that looks like black skin on his body. It looks like melanated well, skin on you his see, body. You see the stitches around his neck part, around his yeah, collarbone and, part. And, and his stuff arms, like, too. Yeah. His arms, his chest, yeah. That nigga, and I, that's a black person's body. Really? If either black or burnt, but if it's burnt, I would imagine it would have healed. That's a black body. Huh. I think. It I'll just I, I I wanted to touch on that to see w- what you thought that was. That's that's why I was. Yeah, because, I, I didn't want you no, to no, skip that I, part. I think that because they did a lot of camera work, they did some some playing around. So I'm looking at the scene now, and when um, Ruby's in the closet mm-hmm. with this other nigga that's stitched up with blood pouring out his mouth, there uh, the lieutenant is in there with two white men, and they keep showing it. They keep going from. Um, the closet's point of view, looking mm-hmm. out, which makes it a bit more trapped in the closet, very blurry, and inside the office. But when you're in the office and you can see clearly, we don't get a close-up on the lieutenant's body. Mm-mm. We get visions from him from inside the closet. Mm-hmm. And so it looks, it honestly looks like 
he's wearing a short sleeve t-shirt and everywhere where the t-shirt is is where there's black skin um but you never get him close up in the office or when you do get him he's putting his shirt on and they're far back enough where it still looks a bit lighter like you could tell a difference in color Mm -hmm. but it looks lighter so then when we do get a close-up it's for a second when he's putting his shirt together i think that's one of them black men um that he had been kidnapping and, and supplying to epstein okay but how do we explain the white nigga that's in the closet? Then right. I'm thinking maybe either he's somebody who's also in line to inherit the lodge, or he's just a random white guy. Well, they, apparently well, he can't be random. He he. They said that he had tortured him. He, he's almost near death because they were trying to get a confession out of him for something. Like they said, like you know, has he talked yet? And he was like, no. Nah, oh ne- shit. Okay. Well, then I didn't even. I was thinking he was using the that white man to. Like grasped his skin. Okay, see, I missed that completely. No, that okay. that white guys and they knew that's why he didn't go in the closet to get the shirt because the guy. I mean, they had a shirt out there, but like that white guy was in there. And he was like, "Yeah, like he's has he talked yet?" And he was like, "No, nah, but he, you know, when you're damn near to death, he'll he, don't worry, he'll talk." So it's something. Yeah. There's something. Hey, well, he gonna he gonna figure yeah. it out eventually. Ain't he? <laughs> I just wanted to touch on that because I I didn't know. I was like, is he Frankenstein? Because I wrote down like, is he Frankenstein's monster? <laughs> like he stitched up. No, but I think it's it's black body parts. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's a lot. Um, yeah. So Atticus gets a a vision of Hannah, his great or great great grandmother, mm-hmm. in the fire. So we get that scene from um, episode two where he's escaping the uh break white manner mm-hmm. and but in this version she mouthed something at him and then he like caught on fire so i don't know what that was um i can't wait to find out yeah this is like uh, hey nick your daddy fucking up your dad that's what she said Hey, cuz your daddy, your daddy, he ain't shit. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man, this the season finale of this show is gonna be unbelievably great. It just it's gonna be amazing. It better be. I know be. it is. I, I know they, it is. They, it better be, or I'm gonna act a fool. No, um, I, I think it will be because this shit is wild. Um, yeah. So we go back to Marshall Fields, and this is where we start moving into the third act. So Hillary is talking at Tamara, Pamela, whatever, the other black girl. And she's like, you got to be twice as good to be half as far. And, you know, white people evil. She's giving this little speech. And then uh, the nigga who from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. looking at he walk <laughs> up and he's like, hey, what the fuck is going on? And she's like, man, fuck you. No, she's like, um, nothing... This black girl's inviting us to the South Side where all mm. the niggas hang out. And so everybody. <laughs> wow. Come on, man. Her. She said that shit. That ain't what she said. Stop being an What's asshole. Up? Man, she said this shit. We're going to the South no, Side. Like, yeah, we're going to, to the South Side to a bar. We're going to kick it and shit. And they get ready for a bar. So we cut to. Um, like somebody said on Twitter, we go from American Horror Story to Pose. And <laughs> just like that. Few... <laughs> now, forgive me, guys. There are a few drag queens on this scene that I don't know them. 
Um, I know Shangela. Um, we get the light-skinned lover of Montrose. Um, God, a friend of mine knows all of these people, and I'm sorry I didn't write those names down. Why couldn't they put Uncle Clifford in, in there? Uncle Clifford could have Clifford. Uncle, Uncle Clifford. Uh, boy, okay. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uncle Clifford would never. <laughs> I think Harold he Stevens was in here. He Let me never. see. I'm, I'm watching the scene now. None of their hair but was slayed like Uncle Clifford had be slayed, by the way. This is the 50s. They better not have. <laughs> that one drag queen, the um, the dark skin with the, the, um, in the beginning, her hair was slayed. Yeah. That was. But Uncle Clifford, you need to watch P Valley just to see how Uncle Clifford I, get down. I'm going to start it. Because Uncle Clifford be slaying. Okay? He would never. He would never. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Clifford would never. Would never. You going to jail. These helpers helpers in here. (laughs) (laughs) Got nothing on Uncle Clifford. And he got a jumper. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that is. Okay, so the green... I don't know if you're familiar with Code, the show Noah's Ark, but it was a uh, a so show kind of like Girlfriends and any other show with four. What was women, it called? Like Sex and hmm? what was Noah's it Ark. Okay. So it was Wasn't a show. It, that was a black. That was a that was on logo. Yeah. So it was the that guy in the green dress. That's the main character from Noah's Ark, Daryl Stevens. So all that being said, there's a bunch of like noteworthy queer actors in this scene and I just don't know them all so forgive me audience use the hashtag lovecraft aftermath and let me know who they were uh but we go from there to a uh well you got to talk about this you can't skip that scene that was an important scene that was the scene where Cl- uh not Uncle Clifford, Clifford where, where <laughs> Montrose and his girlfriend they kind of the the other girls in there are are sitting up there talking shit, and he was like, yeah. "Hey, if you had some peckers knocking, what do you say? If you had some peckers pecking at your door or something, knocking at your door or something like that." But they basically was like, "You two hadn't even kissed yet." They, like, yeah. uh, is he claiming you and all this other stuff in it? In it, and the thing was, Montrose was super quiet, off in the corner, mm-hmm. not saying shit, and and um, apparently they were getting ready for a contest that night too. Yeah, a drag show. Yeah. And don't laugh at me, man. I don't know the lingo. I'm not. It's funny. (laughs) But I think it was pretty, it's pretty apparent that that they are, they have been in a, this scene right here lets you know that they've been together for a little while now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Montrose is being your typical nigga. He ain't claiming. He just out here (laughs) spitting in his hand Ah. and fucking. Ain't even mm-hmm. gonna claim him, but but she took up for him. But everybody else is doing the work in this. I mean, it's 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 witty banter and it's good. It didn't take me out of the show. But I'm thinking this nigga is literally doing the bare minimum, and he's getting the praise. Like you're not even involved in this conversation about your relationship. Mm. You standing there looking like Boo Boo the fool with that one good eye, and you. You know, it, I, it didn't take me out of the episode. I'm still, I'm still happy these scenes exist because mm-hmm. now they're online. They're forever. Mm-hmm. But nigga, be more active. Like if you gonna fuck up your son's life for keeping secrets, 
I don't know what your relationship with your wife was, but your your brother did. Like you have all this shit happening. What do you have to lose? Say something. Mm. And it's like these motherfuckers is they're having a conversation that he should be involved in. This nigga should say, "Yeah, we together." Like you should say something, nigga. Like, but nigga, magic is going on right now. Okay, it's kind of hard for me to be like, "Hey, you know, this is my woman." When you got a fucking fucking clan of white magicians <laughs> coming for your ass. <laughs> not only not only are they magicians, they're clansmen. They're clan magicians. Think about that for a second there. Would you rain? <laughs> you gotta deal I, I mean, if I'm, the clan don't magic, your ass is dead. <laughs> look, more that's more than enough reason to go ahead and solidify this mind. But but that like this behavior makes me think they might be trying to fake us out with making it seem as if Montrose is not Atticus's daddy. So either Okay, so we're going nature versus nurture here. Let's say Atticus is George's son. Well, uh, Montrose been beating his ass. Maybe he resents him. Maybe he don't like him or whatever. But let's say that Atticus is actually Montrose's son. A lot of their behaviors separate from each other, like that scene with um, getting ready for the club, to me feels very much like Atticus and his relationship with Letty throughout the last couple episodes where like he wasn't getting too close he was being real secretive even that anger like if we look at Atticus beating his daddy's ass and then Montrose having sex like initially like that rage so for me either he's your son and you your genes are just that strong y'all do similar shit even in slightly different situations or he's not your son and but how do we explain like I did you beat him into being like you, or is he like you because you are his daddy? Hmm. We'll so, find out, won't we? Oh, so yeah. I mean, I still like Montrose's arc, even though I'm mad at the fucking character, but I still like that he was able to be free. Like, essentially, these motherfuckers lifted this nigga to the heavens, but, you know. That was a little extra. So, um... Yeah, so there's they, they they like nigga if y'all together or not. Issue is the issue ain't my baby, and uh, then we get the oh, scene with Ruby, side. Ruby on the south side with her white girls, um, at a bar, dancing with these niggas, knowing good and well that them niggas could get hung, fucking around with their white asses. That. Mm-hmm. I didn't like this scene. I didn't like Ruby allowing this to happen. I didn't like any of it. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And then it just, why? Why? And then yeah. she looked at the whole situation and was just like, ugh, terrible. Look at these hoes. I had dancing with our <laughs> men. I mean, that's what she was looking like. And then she was like, you want to come out here and dance with us? And she was like, I'll be right with you. Um, I'll put this in the notes, too. I like what they did with the transformations and they don't make it look it, they make it look painful. Yeah. I like that. I like Me that too. it's not some magical Cinderella transformation. I like that it looks it's graphic. It's it looks painful to me even though well you can tell the way she be but um she goes outside, she transforms into Ruby. Then she sees her boss. 
taking Tamara outside to, <laughs> and I quote, just let me smell it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just let me smell it. Just let me smell it. I'm like, she was like, Which I don't prove exactly what Ruby said to William. Like, this is what you white niggas do. Right. Like, y'all come here for. So, yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, uh, Tamara bites him and runs away. He calls her a nigger bitch. Uh, Ruby sees this whole thing and is disgusted by it. Mm-hmm. Hell of a scene. Yeah. But my thing is, you put her in this situation. Well, no, that to a degree, because you didn't make this man attack her. She but had you, been wanting, She didn't want them to go to the South Sea. Tamara, I think, personally for me, I just feel like Tamara did not want to take them over there at all. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think so either. Well, this I don't is, want that. I don't want that. I feel like, and, and I might be wrong, and hey, listeners, if you feel like I am, I'm sorry, but this is Ruby's fault. That's what I said. I didn't, I didn't want to say it was Tamara's fault. I was saying it's Ruby's fault. Oh, sorry. She did. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to blame the victim. No, what the fuck? <laughs> No, but because Ruby is the one who holds all the cards in this, like Tobias said. No, so, so <laughs> she's the one <laughs> who knows, like she's able to play both sides, black and white. She under, She's privy to these private conversations. You know what these white women think of black men and black people. Why would you even, to save your own ass, say we're going to the South Side? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of shit is that? Now you're... You're you're holding this power over this woman, the same power that you'd be pissed off that white people do to you. It's like, no, nah, fam, you you are shitty, mm. to right? say the least. You know, huh? Um, so we go to the uh, drag show, and this is this is what I found interesting. Um, Montrose's lover is up there performing and got a sash on. I'm thinking this motherfucker was first place. This, this nigga was second. Was second place. <laughs> You got all this fanfare and shit. I mean, I'm all for it. No hate. But like... No! No! <laughs> no! You don't deserve place. You don't deserve fanfare for second place. I'm sorry. Your, sa- your sachet was was bad. Okay? <laughs> your strongjay was bad, honey. Okay? Tighten oh, it up. I'll- Tighten it up. It... I don't know. It it was it was it was cool though. I did but like this scene. No, no, and then hold on. No, 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 the second place. No, that was him. no. The first place oh. motherfucker was dancing with Montrose too, and it was and it was all cool. No, because I don't think it was. It wasn't a I'm stealing your man type of thing. It's because they okay. I'm a oh, oh lord. Yeah, okay, uh-huh. so explain this one away, Rain. <laughs> it is. Uh, Things are different on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> this not like they sharing this nigga, but these people understand that this is Mon- this. What is Montrose Lover's name? What the fuck is this man's name? I'm gonna say Lawrence. We know <laughs> that Lawrence. Lawrence and Montrose are together. These are friends of his. This is a more communal thing. They understand the struggle. There are a lot of people, and I could be preaching to the choir, this could be news to some of y'all, but a lot of times, men, specifically black men, that's what I'm speaking on, who come to terms with or embrace their sexuality later in life, it's almost like you're going through puberty again. So though Montrose is like probably in his 50s or whatever, any desires he had before, he didn't come out as a kid. He had a whole wife. He got a, a child of his own. He lives a particular life. 
he's now able to be more comfortable. So that wasn't a, oh, this bitch still my man. That was more or less, we're embracing you. We're, we're accepting you into whatever, which honestly, they're just having fun dancing. But the moment between who the guy we're calling Lawrence and Montrose was more of a intimate, sensual lover thing where dancing with that other person, it was just like, whatever, like we're in the mix. It wasn't, it wasn't, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to fuck this motherfucker afterwards. Well, it was just weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know how else well, to explain well, the, it. Well, the first place motherfucker, the first place motherfucker was dancing with, okay. I think I would have took that stash off like, give me that motherfucker. You ain't. I think his name <laughs> no, is Sammy. Sam. Okay, good. Sam, yeah, Sammy. Not Lawrence, but Sammy. And, and you saw that even when he was dancing with the first place uh, person, it was only for like maybe two or three seconds. Like right. literally two steps and then we pan out and it's just Montrose dancing, hopping around, and then he gets Whoa. lifted up off his feet by all these motherfuckers in the bar. That, so was, it's, that was a little extra. I mean... That was a little see, extra. But, he but, got lifted up in the air and the confetti fell on him and he was just like, oh, well. But, <laughs> but even if you think that, if you look at every episode of Lovecraft Country, they're mimicking some horror movie or some element of horror. And it's the same here. Though it may seem like this is a lot of shit that goes on. This yeah. shit happens. But even to that um, extent, if you look at like really stylized... Um, indie movies about like ballroom and nightclub and stuff. You get extravagant shit like this. So I think it's really like if you look at um any movie about the disco in the seventies and eighties, like it's gonna look similar to this aesthetically. So I think it's on brand. It was shot very well. I think the whole thing with Montrose actually, you could tell that he finally felt free. And he felt mm-hmm. like no weight was on him here. He finally just kind of was like, I can be who I, who I am. And yeah. then he goes and he finally goes and kisses his woman or kisses his yeah. girlfriend. Or, I'm, yeah. I am saying the right terminology, right? Yeah, it's, that's, yeah, that's fine. I just wanted um, to make sure. Um, yeah. And I like yeah, that. Is he talking shit? No. <laughs> I'm just like, no! no! You, uh, <laughs> you right. I'll, no, ne- um, I'll never act in this town again. Nigga, Um, I like this scene though. He finally kissed his his girlfriend, and I was like, you know what? Okay, why couldn't you do that when you when you went in the fuck? You could do that then. But honestly, that is a lot of people's story, and this is of course scaled down to the B story in an hour long show where you only have this episode to tell this story. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, that is their life. Like I said, you might come out or be more comfortable in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. So a lot of this, again, those stylized for this episode is actually true. Like, you was liking niggas at 18, but you knew you'd get your ass beat, so you just do what you need to do until you... Good. Yeah. I can't even ask you what I want to ask you either, because you ain't seen P-Valley. I was going to be like, better couple, like... Montrose and Sammy, oh, uh, 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 Uncle though. Clifford and Lil Murder, which I would still yeah. go with Uncle Clifford and Lil Murder. And you know what? It's funny that you bring it up because I've seen a, a few people online. This is why I'm kind of kicking myself for not having watched P-Valley yet because there's a lot of conversation between Lovecraft Country and P-Valley as far as storytelling, having mm-hmm. black characters, the queer romances, sex scenes, 
Um, and of course, P Valley doesn't have the magical, mystical elements. But even that aside, they got you know Lovecraft Country ain't about a strip club. Right. So like, there's a lot of conversation between the two, and I think I'm gonna start watching it soon. You gotta watch it for the the uncle, the uncle, the little murder storyline is like really good because it's a lot of rappers that they have have put out there like yo there's a lot of rappers that are that are gay that just hadn't came out yet and it's looking yeah. at that aspect of how they handle this shit the wrong way you know what i'm saying yeah. like and then he didn't I, I ain't trying to spoil the show for you but like mm-hmm. he he they love each other mm-hmm. but they can't and that's the crazy yeah. part about it Oh, it's so it, I know, but the way they handle it in P Valley, you you gotta watch it. It's you, you gotta see P Valley, man. I can't I wait. I'm gonna rewatch it with you because I love that show. Have you ever seen the L A Complex? Nah. See, God damn. Okay, listeners, if you have seen P Valley and L A Complex, or if you've just seen L A Complex, that's cool too. Tweet me using the hashtag Lovecraft Aftermath. So in this show, it's like a it's a Canadian series. It's kind of CW ish, but it's about a uh, apartment complex in LA, which is actually in California is where they shot it. But it's supposed to be LA, and it's about a bunch of twenty somethings living there, trying to like become actors and models and dancers and singers. And there's a storyline where there is a rapper, and he deals with this guy who I think is a producer, and it's it's very on brand for what you were discussing there is a super cut on youtube of all of their scenes i'm going to watch p valley and then i'm going to reference those scenes to see if there's any overlap but it that just brought it to mind um i'm just saying yeah, man I'm, I'm uncle, uncle clifford uncle, and uh shogun actually said that on on uh, our, the last episode uncle clifford, mm-hmm. uncle clifford is probably one of the best new characters this year I love Uncle Clifford. Oh yeah, okay. I that love Uncle problem. Clifford. Love him. Love him, and he be slayed. And he has the, but he has the worst call I've ever seen in my life. Uncle Clifford be slayed. That's why I was like, Uncle Clifford should have made a guest appearance on this episode because he would never. You know what? I'm sure Ooh. these. Were, you know, this was shot like a year and a half ago, I believe. Well. So yeah, <laughs> I love Uncle Clifford. Uncle Clifford is amazing. Just an amazing mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, if you would believe Uncle Clifford is amazing as well, please tweet us at <laughs> Lovecraft Aftermath. Oh, one more thing I had in my notes about this. So I put Montrose is finally, he's he's coming out and it's great. How does he survive past this yep. happening? That's what I was going to ask you. Yep. How? Um, and I, it ain't even got nothing I, to do with Atticus, really. It has a lot to do with 1950s black man gay. But he could survive because black men have survived. There were gay black men in the 50s who did not get lynched and murdered. I mean, you, um, we don't know the lives of these men outside of what we see on screen. Even the, what's his name? The light-skinned nigga? Sammy. Sammy. Even with Sammy, we see him at the bar. We saw him... Getting head in episode one. We what saw a, him at wait, the bar hold in episode on. four. He was a boy. Like, was that boy of age? See, I don't, I, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not mentioning. I'm not commenting on that Ooh, because Lord. there's a lot of shit going on. So I'm going to assume that was at least a 19 year old. 
which still don't make it right, but it makes it better than a child. Um, we saw him twice, and we see him reference. And so I still have to say that Montrose can still... Because I feel like if Montrose was to come out, George wouldn't give a fuck, Hippolyta wouldn't give a fuck, Atticus probably would have some feelings, but all the people who he fuck with in his nuclear family would not care. Your wife is deceased. We don't know if she knew, but nigga, you... I get the fear. I'm not diminishing his, his experience, but like, nigga, the way they've written your family, nothing says, especially after fighting wizards and demons and shit, that we finna disown you because you get... So I think he... He well, makes it, but that's the thing. I it really ain't the family part of it for me. It's just you're in Chicago. It's just it's hard enough from what I've seen on this show to be just black, but to be a yeah. black man that's gay and it's just like, mm, like how are you going to maneuver through all of this shit on top of magical Ku Klux Klan? You got the he magical Klan say- after you too. Shit. Well- like I said, this it's other niggas who ain't dead. It, you, that was a you saw that bar was packed. He's the only nigga. I just, uh, yeah, know, but, but that's the only nigga that, that's the, the family. But I don't, yeah, you got the magical clan coming after you. He gonna be all right, and now he might end up dead. Shit, I don't know, but at least he came out first. I don't know, <laughs> but fuck him. Shit, I mean I'm happy he out, but fuck him. Um, yeah, but I think, I think he makes it. Cause again, like there's, there's people survive, people survive the fifties, yeah. the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands and twenty tens and twenty twenties. Like people, so, you know, just barely cause we're being murdered, but, um, he's going to make it. Right. He's going to be all right. Unless they kill him. Right. You know? <laughs> um, so we get <laughs> Christina in a bloody Ruby. Pretty much talking about how they in love. No, not for real. But um, yeah, they're having this conversation, and Ruby's like, "Bitch, you ain't, you know, you ain't like me. You can't act like you know me," which is true. Um, but I think they missed the mark here. This conversation, though, we ended with Christina talking about, "Yeah, who are you?" Fully uninterrupted or whatever. Cool, but. I think Ruby had a lot of conversation and anger for. Letty, when she found out about that money that their mama left, that she did not have for Christina. I don't give a fuck if Christina is magical. This woman... Is this the point where we... Yeah, where we Mm -hmm. discovered... So we already know about William and Christina at this point. Is that right? Well, no. No, we don't. Um, You know, Ruby says... She said, y'all go down to that basement... Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm just saying, okay, I'm not going to finish my thoughts. Christina, and Christina's like, who the fuck are you uh, fully uninterrupted? We're not giving you the power of whiteness, which you are. We're giving you the power to be what you want to be. But you give me the power of whiteness because I'm a black woman who's proud of being black, but I have to be white in order to get these advantages. So you're both right, but you're morally wrong because you are giving her the power of whiteness. Um... Ruby goes out and does some things. So, how are you feeling about this scene where she gets the manager naked, puts the belt around his throat, puts her panties in his mouth, kicks him in the back, pulls off her stiletto, 
fucks him in the ass with the heel of the stiletto while she's transforming back into a black woman. Uh, scene was good until you put Bodak Yellow in it. Didn't really think it needed that. I really felt like if they would have found some 1950s music for this, it it would have made still made sense. Probably would have been a lot more impactful, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, putting modern music into this stuff, especially for a powerful scene like that, to me took me out of it. I didn't like mm-hmm. the I didn't like the music being played, but I liked the statement that she made about it. She was just like, "I just wanted you to know." That a black woman, a nigger, a nigger bitch did this to you. Mm-hmm. So he got his comeuppance. Yeah. Um, I think that was a bit irresponsible on her part. Only because that black woman is still working at Marshall Fields. And you're the whole reason she's in this. Now, that's not to say he wouldn't have assaulted that woman at any other time. I'm not saying that. I'm not relinquishing him of his uh, role in this. But, like, you're the reason that we were even on the South Side. You're the reason that this woman is on that radar the way she is. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that she did get him back. But it's like, man, I'm thinking about the implications of you being a black woman, fucking him with a fucking heel, throwing on a coat and walking. Like, oh, it was. Well, I mean, again, you have to go ahead and kind of go back to the conversation that her and Margaret had when Margaret said, like, he he brought you here so you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. That's something that she oh, wanted yeah, to do. She's protected by she. She's protect. Clearly, she's protected by magic. So she's. I think she's good. Hmm. But that Tamla lady, shit. I hope she protected too. Shit. Well, I mean, I mean, who's gonna believe some crazy man saying this woman, this white woman, turned into a black woman right in front of my eyes? That's what happened. Anything I say, I have to just say a black woman attacked me. We in 1955, uh, Jim Crow, Chicago. Hmm. So, I mean, I get it. I get the scene. I understand what they were saying and doing. And so I was able to watch it and enjoy it. But looking back at, like, the ramifications of her actions, it's like, bitch, you ain't the only one who... But, I mean, whatever. I, it's, I feel where you're coming from. The hmm? I feel where you're coming from. So that, that, yeah. that could easily be... That that anger could easily be done to Tamara, like Tamara, 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 whatever her name is. I'm sorry, not to to discount her, but can't remember her name. But but yeah, that yeah, those repercussions can come back to her, no problem. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I was concerned with. Like the rest of it, whatever. Fuck that nigga with a heel, you know, kill him, whatever. But um, you know, why not do it as a white woman and then like disappear? But either way, I'm fine with it. I'm not upset at it. Um, so she walks out in her bloody shoes, mm. and um, nobody looks at her. Well, we don't know. They well, they she knows where the service thing. elevator is, mind you. Mm. That's you how she. Out the front door. You can't have your cake and eat it too, Rain. All the damn time. She can. I'm so sick of you. That that biracial that mixed race entity can. Um, <laughs> So then we get to uh, Letty and Atticus, Leticus, at Adisha, Leticus, mm. and they're in the bathroom. She's you know into nude. He's this is very much like Baby Boy 1950 style. Wow! And he's like, hey, "Baby, what you doing in this tub?" And she was like, "Oh, I'm just in here cleaning my body." You so like, terrible. 
<laughs> no, go ahead. What, what they stay there, Cole? What they talking about? He he goes in. She's taking a bath, and he basically is explaining the dynamic of their relationship. Saying at first I really didn't get it, but now I understand. I, I wait. I'm not gonna say it verbatim, but essentially what I got from it was I didn't really understand our relationship at first, but now I understand that we have something that's different. I thought it was just us having sex at first, but it's something different. We're we're not lusting for each other like it's something here i have mm-hmm. i i i want to be with you is what i got from it i don't know if you mm-hmm. got the same yeah yeah no i got that um at the very least you know we need to you know see what's what and she was and she called him on and she like nigga you was finna run to florida you know so i did like that um and it honestly was a, a good scene i did like it for all my critique of them i'm i was i'm fine i um I like them. I think what kind of set it off for me is that Ruby and Montrose had such a large story arc and events that I think I related to a bit more personally mm-hmm. that Letty and Atticus was kind of, for lack of a better term, boring. I don't think they were boring, but they weren't as impactful as the rest. Because of that. So I don't think it's, it's, I don't think they were horrible. I think it's just uh, by nature of me relating more to the other two stories, I kind of got lost on what the significance to them two. So Mm -hmm. I can see now with clearer eyes, I can see them and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. But, you know, still, it's it's still fuck them, Nick. No. Um, that's cool. I think it, no matter what you say, because you've already seen the trailer for next week's show, I'm still on the accord of, hey, man, he's still trying to learn how to love, especially love Letty. Uh, mm-hmm. I think loving Letty is, is completely different from what he had. And I think it's yeah, going to probably be more to the Asian woman that keeps coming up on the phone. I think it's going to be some, you know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you, too. I do think that even if even though we've gotten these fucking hallmark ass clips from next next week, I do think <laughs> hallmark because because there's something magical going on with that girl. It's not the same. Yeah. I don't know if she has him under a spell. I don't know if she because I think she got she shady as fuck because he on the phone with her talking about, you know, what are you, what the fuck going on? Because, you know, he's deciphered the code they've been doing all episode mm-hmm. and it says die. Well, she, mm. whatever this Asian chick is, talking about, you should have listened to me. Well, bitch, why'd you let me leave? What the fuck? Because Atticus is a grown-ass damn man. She And this no. is the 1950s, so if I feel like leaving, Asian woman, you can't put your hands on me. You shut up no. and you let a black man do no. what he does best, which no. is leave. Okay. No, because she got some... It'd be different if she was just a regular woman and she's like, oh, baby, don't leave. But if you're a magical motherfucker and you know some shit... We don't know that. Hmm? We don't know that. Man, if white people are wizards, black people got fucking mystical magic too, homegirl with the goat, Asian people got... You ain't about to tell me Asian people the only motherfuckers in this universe who don't got no magic. That motherfucker is magic. She is precognitive... Some kind of way she got magical powers. Mm. For her to be like, you sh- I told you you should have never left. I'm like, bitch, if you don't bring your ass to Chicago you sh- and help me figure this shit out. 
you wop head ass motherfucker. Wow. No, I think she. What's <laughs> wrong with her? So I think that oh, with man. him deciphering that code, okay, <laughs> and seeing the word die, she had to have either known about George dying, maybe Yahima getting murdered, or something, or maybe somebody that ain't even died yet, or who we don't know who died. So, um, I mean, I'm still I'm talking shit about it, but I'm really interested to see what does she do, uh, what is their relationship like, and then what caused the rift because something had to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was just a letter from Montrose that got his ass back to Chicago. Well, that was the thing, and I think they said that. I think they said it in the episode where they found Montrose. He was like, "You gonna let some letter get you? To, you like I, I? You hated me for eighteen years, and you gonna let yeah. one letter bring you back home? Like that mm-hmm. ain't me, boy. That's a this a yeah. trap." <laughs> <laughs> he said, this yeah, is a right, guy. right. So um, I do think that something is going on with her, and I'm gonna talk my shit, of course. But I am interested to see what was Atticus's life like. What was he in Vietnam or Korea? He was in was Korea, he? Korea, Korea. I'm interested to see what his life with her was like back in Korea, and what this nerdy nigga with this active imagination, what was he like in a war zone? Because I feel like though he has pent up frustrations and shit. I feel like he's an entirely different person pre-war than the opening of the season. So mm-hmm. I want to see what this more maybe softer, sensitive, kind-hearted, like youthful Atticus is like versus this pent-up, frustrated, slightly angry, you know, what this nigga is like. Well, apparently since you kind of put it out there with the – um Telling me about the trailer. I guess we're gonna find out, aren't we? Nigga. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. So he kills that woman. No, I don't know. I'm just making. <laughs> yes. So that'll that'll happen. Um. Cool. So final thoughts. Well, uh, we comment. We we you missed the the the. The big reveal. Fuck that! It didn't happen. It did. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is how the episode should have ended. That shit with Atticus on the phone. I ain't gonna fuck about that. This is how it should have ended. Yeah. Um. So we get Margaret coming. Coming. Well, William comes through the door, and I think Ruby's there asking about the basement again. And William get drops down on the floor, and next thing you know, the skin comes off and pops up, and guess who it is? We find out Martha. that William is Margaret the whole time. Is who? Margaret. Christina. Christina. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Margaret, nigga? Wait, I've been calling her Margaret all episode. Really? Yeah, you ain't... You, you ain't helped no. me yet, Christine. I've been no. calling that girl Margaret all, all episode. Oh, thanks, no. thanks, Rain. Now I look stupid. <laughs> what kind of name? No, yeah, it's Christina, and that's when Ruby's like, "Bitch, you was William the whole time." I'm like, that's all you got for us. So, uh oh, let me tell you what I how this works for me. Come on. So we did get a conversation. We've had this conversation, and they've gone back and forth about being strong women, Christina mm-hmm. and Ruby, correct? Yep. So this transformation magic that they've been pulling off, well, 
So we we know I've, I'm look. This is how I'm looking at it, and you mm-hmm. might think I'm crazy. This is the 1950s, and they they've brought this up before. What's what's worse than being black? And I think they have a conversation about it being a woman. It's just as bad as being black. Mm-hmm. Um, for Christina to get these lodges back, she had to do what she had to do, which is be William to be able to get into certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um, when she was talking about they're more similar than what she thinks, I think she was referring to this. The, hence the reveal that we got at at, at the end of the episode. Um, because, again, she wanted Ruby to get into places that, I mean, of course she's manipulating Ruby, but Ruby got into places that she's never been in, been able to get in before because she was white. Same thing goes for Christina. Christina is basically getting into position. She said it probably first or second episode when she was like, being a man in this whole thing, I can't be a woman and do this. I have Mm -hmm. to, you know, do what I have to do to be able to get to where I need to get to. Her being William has probably gotten her in so many different situations where she couldn't have gotten as Christina. So, they are similar. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, even though one's being manipulated, she is doing shit that. Well, she is being manipulated, but she's. It's like she's committing a murder, and that's bad. But Christina's the one that gave her the gun. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they are kind of two sides of the same coin in that regard. Though, Ruby is the one who's being uh, manipulated. Which I think she didn't have enough energy for Christina because I probably would have grabbed a vase or something, knocked that bitch across her head. What the fuck is wrong with you? You not on okay, it's one thing to trick me to do the shit, but you had sex with me as a man. Mm. What are you doing? It might have been no. magic. It might have been. But bitch, now I gotta figure out what the fuck this means for me. Not even like, oh, am I gay or not? No, not all that shit, but just in general. I've what are we doing? You like, could do what whatever. Are that? What are, you could do whatever pregnant? the fuck you want to do. No nah, man, Ruby pregnant by Christina. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't wait till next mm-hmm. week. Yeah, me either. Like this is this is this is interesting. This is so. Some of us have figured it out, and you know, some of us it was revealed on this episode that William and Christina are one and the same. Now, I'm interested in figuring out, which I already know the answer, but I'm going to say it for the show, what happened to William? <laughs> the real William. And I'm going to leave it at that, but come on, fam. I know. I know where that nigga is. I know. I Like, well, his body, rather. I, I don't know. I, I know where I know where that nigga is. Like, she talking about left for dead. Nah, fam. What, you, what, what did you do to this nigga? So I'm gonna leave it at that. I ain't gonna say nothing else. I I know, and this ain't even in the book. And I know where that nigga is. Oh Lord, um, he said this ain't even in the book. It ain't. It ain't. And I know. Um. Okay. So yeah. So so what are you thinking overall? We're on episode five. We're in the halfway mark. We're feeling good. Feeling great. What's what's up? Um. Still excellent show. I haven't been disappointed by it yet. I'm still tuning in on Sunday. Uh, I'll be a little late because I, I record government name. Um, but, oh, yeah, government name podcast. But I re-record on Sunday, but I make sure I, as soon as, and I, I got to try to get in here 
a little bit earlier because then live tweet with you because I enjoy doing that. Uh, some of the best tweets come out during that live tweet situation. Man, so. I've been I've been drinking wine lately and tweeting. Oh See, Lord, yeah. have mercy! You might as well call the people for them. Mm-hmm. All I got to say is these next few. So, um, Carefree Black Nerd is cooking up something for the final episode of. Lovecraft Country, so please stay tuned. Once things are a bit more finalized, we'll start promoting, mm-hmm. which has to be pretty soon because shit, we got like four or five more weeks. So, um, yeah, any final thoughts uh, before we get into the favorites? I think this was a great episode. I think that, uh, and I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep um, luring, not luring. Um, I'm gonna keep. Singing the praises of Journey Smollett, I think she really yeah. needs an Emmy for this award, uh, for this show. She's acting her ass off. I don't know if anybody else is looking at this the same way I am, but this that her character is amazing. Uh, we need to figure out how to get this girl some type of award. True, true that, true that. I and agree. That's, and that's on gonna... that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this nigga, she's slaying this acting. <laughs> um, okay, so that. I guess your favorite would be Letty or for this episode. Yeah. Uh, la, 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 la. yeah, yeah. You're right. I will go with Letty on I'm this episode. Ready? Mine is Tamara. Hmm. Yeah. Why? Black. She just did what she had to do. She got up and got went to work. She worked with these I can't crazy stand white black people. Folks. She got oh, bullied into going to the South Side. Black she didn't folks. deserve that shit. Black people. Motherfucker. Black um, Was that your favorite character for real? I'm sure it wasn't. No, I really didn't have a favorite. Um, she was just the most innocent out of everybody. Um, I would probably go with maybe Sammy, just because like that he's also innocent too. You have to no, you have to do them as a couple. Place. You can't just pick uh, Sammy. You have to put. It has to be Sammy and Montrose. You can't just. Man, fuck that. Nope. Fuck can't that. Do that. Only one of them uh, didn't kill somebody. Nope. Can't do that. You can't do that. Only one of them is innocent of murder. <laughs> Woo! And your favorite scene was Letty saying, "Oh, <laughs> don't do that." The scene when she realized that Montrose's kid was has killed someone. A monster. Letty realizing. Father-in-law is a monster. <laughs> uh, mine is all the transformations. That shit, I was the special effects team did they did motherfucking they job. Because job. that shit, every, oh my God, every single, tra- even, even Christina's at the end, when her head burst out of William's skin, oh my God, that shit was so gross and perfect. So yeah, and it looked painful. Oh, the, for sure. The acting, the acting that they they did for that, um, the acting that the the actress, well, Ruby did for that, it, it just it didn't feel comfortable. Not one time. No, not at all. No, yeah, I was like, ooh, shit. When you saw Ruby's eyeball inside of Hillary's mouth, ooh, that was so ah, good, nigga. But what you know the- what? What do we expect from J.J. Uh, Abrams being a part of this? Yeah, he yeah. They're killing it. I like it. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, 
Make sure to use that hashtag Lovecraft Aftermath when you're listening to this episode, when you're making comments on SoundCloud, when you're live tweeting, when you're retweeting, when you're listening again, when you're watching Lovecraft Country live, when you're watching it on your second, third, fourth, and fifth time as well. And um, let these folks know where to find you on social media so they can at you along with Guys, if you want to talk to me um you can talk to me on twitter at cole jackson one two uh i am i'm usually pretty active on twitter now since i work from home i'm i'm always <laughs> on social media um if you want to see what i look like you can actually see me on ig at uh cole jackson underscore b1k and i put a podcast out every tuesday called government name podcast we are some of the funniest motherfuckers you will hear on hey. the internet cosign cosign thank you this is true so of and course, Uncle guys, Clifford would never. <laughs> a pussy-ass nigga could never. Could okay. <laughs> <laughs> and me, I am Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd. Carefree Blurred on Twitter. Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. If you'd like to get a voice note or something onto the show, uh, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. If you want to write in, that's fine as well. And um, tweet us. Uh, hashtag Lovecraft Aftermath and let us know if you agreed with some of the thoughts, disagreed, got strong hot takes, want to contribute to the conversation, have questions for next week or whatever. Just jump right in, search the hashtag, you'll see a bunch of conversation surrounding this series. And uh, if did you, you have something else? If you're not live tweeting um, with the, with us during this show, Especially with, with rain, you are lame as hell because those would be some of the best conversations ever. Nigga. Please yeah. find 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 some time on Sunday to live tweet with us because I'm telling you, if you don't, you are you are super lame. Like you got Yeah, you. this shit is wild. I'm trying to do more polls as we're tweeting, but I'll be so into it, nigga. I'll be talking my shit. Um, yeah. So that's that job. Um, okay, until next time, well, before that, all the links will be in the show notes as per usual. Check the show notes to find out all of Cole's shows and social medias. Same with me. Uh, previous episode will be listed there as well. Probably some, like, Black Lives Matter links or something. I don't know. Either way, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay the fuck away from the north side of Chicago. Them white people is crazy. Mm-hmm. They wizards. They fucking shit up. Mm-hmm. The magical Ku Klux Klan and shit. And um, yeah, all right.